0: Alright, welcome back. Link Up Podcast. We're here again with Rahul, a.k.a. Rara, and myself, and we're here with Montgomery, a.k.a., well, I guess it would be a.k.a., it would be Michelle, a.k.a. Montgomery, and we're here with Montgomery's moments once again, and we did it a couple weeks ago, and people seem to like it a lot, so we're bringing it back again, and uh, she's got some new quotes for us, so. I'm going to pass over to Michelle.
1: Okay. Um, so you guys mentioned at the end of our last session about wanting to talk about the homeless guy that was next to my Mm. apartment.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So for those people that don't know anything about Portland, we have a pretty, um, pretty big homeless community. It's not quite like San Fran just because the city's not that big, but, um, pretty big homeless community for the most part they get to to do what they want they will come through and do sweeps at times um, if they get a complaint from a neighbor or a business um, but now during covid times they're not displacing any homeless they're actually they've put up porta potties near homeless camps
2: oh wow uh,
1: and they're offering trash service so they've kind of made a deal with homeless people of we won't displace you during COVID if you, a you know, we're going to put this porta potty out so you can't you know shit in the street, um, and we're going to have garbage service so they give them garbage bags and have them put them on like the nearest corner to wherever their tent camp is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but specifically what you guys were talking about, um, that was maybe like a slat, like not this previous summer, but the summer before, and right next to me, like this window behind me, the lot used to um, just be open. A house was there and then they tore it down. And now there's like a fourplex uh, condo there.
3: Oh, damn. But
1: yeah, I, my, my window sees like right into this building. I'm sure you can't see it, but it's, yeah, it's right there. Um, but the, there was a homeless guy and I've seen him around quite a bit. He kind of stays in the area. He's a younger guy. He's actually like, if he wasn't like, you know, hopped up on heroin and and dirty, he would be kind of good looking. (laughs) He's (laughs) he's an attractive guy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he came and like posted up a mattress out there and just started to like build himself a little home. Um, He didn't really have a, a ton of stuff, but he had like his mattress. And then he'd have like a, you know, the next night he had like a nice blanket and then he had a pillow and, some of his other, you know, miscellaneous items, but Damn. he was there for like I, I want to say he was there for like two weeks. Apparently, somebody called on him, but I actually he ended up recruiting a friend that slept on his his bed his mattress with him for <laughs> a few of the nights. But I used to, I mean, oh it sounds. It sounds really bad but I used to like be so I would watch him while he would shoot up his heroin. I was just like in in awe of like I cannot believe this is happening like right next like right next door, you know.
0: What um, is like when he was shooting it up Would he do like they do in the movies or you know they kind of look like have this sense of euphoria. It's like
1: he oh would, he would he would like hunch over like with his feet on the ground like you know and then start like swaying Uh uh-huh and then over time yeah he would just kind of like lay back on the mattress and then he would end up like sleeping for hours
3: wow (laughs) damn
0: does it not yeah does it not rain there
1: oh yeah but this was in the summertime
0: oh okay so he just would just be laying out there all night long just baking yeah that's fucking crazy Mm -hmm. yeah what happened to him
1: um, I don't know. I've seen him since then, like walking around, you know, the street and stuff. So he's he's still alive. Um, I think I. Gladly, I mean, last time I saw him was maybe like a month ago.
0: Did he have his mattress?
1: No. No. I mean,
0: what did you do? Was it like a twin size mattress, or was it a full or a queen?
1: No, it was like a queen size mattress. I'm guessing. Like, I mean, people put stuff out at their, you know, their street for like you with know, a free sign or like, yeah you know, like I'll put stuff out at our dumpster if I don't want it and see if somebody will take it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but whenever that's the thing is whenever they, um, when they were doing sweeps before COVID, um, they would have a, you know, the police come in and tell them, you know, you got to get whatever you want and go. Mm -hmm. And then, then they would have city, services come in and clean up their mess and as you can imagine homeless people are a lot of them are very mentally ill and they are hoarders and they yeah. just collect stuff
3: wow.
1: and trash so um, so sad yeah. yeah it is very sad um but you know like when i had my bicycle stolen it i definitely i found myself angry you know mm-hmm angry about it, but I do realize not every homeless person is is trying to steal from you.
0: Was it um the person that stole your bike? Was it one of you, somebody you recognized? Are they like from <laughs> your area or anything?
1: No, so it got stolen out of my storage unit in the basement of my building. Oh. So there's a door on the side. Um it's the only door in the building that doesn't like swing shut. Mm-hmm. You have to pull it shut. Yeah. And it's in like this side alley, and you know, if somebody, there's there's a couple people that live in the basement. There's like two units down there, so like they probably went out and took their trash out and just didn't pull the door all the way closed. Mm-hmm. And so they came in, they broke my the lock on my unit. They didn't break anyone else's, and took my bike. And when I I noticed it, it was probably same day. I came home from work and went down there to check my mail, and my my storage unit door was wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked in there and I knew that it was, I knew it was gone. So like, I thought, I thought a police report. Um, they do have like specific bicycle police in Portland for this kind of thing. Um, I posted on like every bike forum that you can imagine. I like joined all these like bike groups in Portland on Facebook. And yeah. I just, yeah. I just did drive. I just drove around the city like for a week and a half. Um, looking at all the big camps that I knew, I ended up finding it like less than a mile from my apartment at this camp that's down by this dairy building. And I knew it was mine cause I could tell by the handlebar wrap. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I was, I was going to approach them myself, but they were clearly like tweakers mm-hmm. and there was one chick and like three dudes. And so I just pulled around the corner and called non-emergency police and gave them my police report and got my bike back right there.
0: So, What were they going to do with the bike?
1: Well, they they sometimes they steal bikes for parts because Uh they they have what they call chop shops
0: for bicycles. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Mm. It's the big. I mean, like stolen bicycles are on for sale online, like immensely in primarily the Pacific Northwest, like Portland and Seattle um so a lot of times they'll still like you know really nice new expensive bikes mm-hmm. um for the parts and they'll do a chop shop where they'll like rebuild bikes so that people can't tell that it's their bike that was taken yeah
0: or that's fucking crazy
1: yeah but my bike it's you know it's a vintage Schwinn and while it's in great condition it's not a chop it's not a chop bike it's not yeah. a bike. That chop up for parts so they were probably just using it as transportation but they put like dead mouse stickers on it to cover up the schwinn logo mm-hmm. they um they broke like they broke the front brake um they stole my bike bag that i had on the back uh and so I had, to, I ended up having to take it into the shop to get work done on it. Well, first I took it, I put it in my car, and I took it to the car wash and I power washed the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah,
4: you don't want to touch that shit. Ugh.
1: Yeah, and then I had to use like goo gone to get the stickers off without doing too much damage to the the frame paint.
0: So ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm surprised um, that he so, didn't sell the the bike to somebody. Huh? I'm surprised they didn't sell the bike or like trade the bike for some heroin or something. How many days was the bike missing?
1: About a week and a half.
4: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I was I was so sad because it was that was my dad's bike. Yeah. And so like there's sentimental value there, you know. And so I was I was just devastated. And I even had like people on these bike forums, you know, be like, "Hey, I have a Schwinn that's similar to that. If you want it, it's yours. You know, come and get it." Um, and I just kind of held out cause I was like, I'm going to try and find this bike. And I just had a feeling that I was going to find it. And I did. Mm. So it's
0: a good yeah. end of a story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that leads to the first quote. Um, it's by mother Teresa. Okay. Uh, we think, we think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked and homeless The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty of all. Um, And I kind of, that one kind of speaks to me in a way because, you know, you don't realize that people can have poverty that's of a a non-monetary value Mm -hmm. um, or debt, rather.
0: Say that quote again
1: we think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked and homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved and uncared for is the greatest poverty of all. So while there's people that again, like when I go back to try and be empathetic to homeless people, not only are they homeless and they're, you know, naked, they're starving, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them are alone and uncared for. Um, and lost in the world, as are people that have money. Yes. Have, you know.
0: Well, that's what they say. Like sometimes you're like when you hear something happens to somebody famous or like rich, and you're like they had everything. Like, what do they got to be sad about? And then inside it, that's where they're broken or it's like the know. empty. Yeah, yeah. They're lacking something there. And who? Mm-hmm. Well, who did you say wrote that quote?
4: Was Teresa Mother, Mother, Mother Teresa. Teresa.
1: I have some fun facts about Mother Teresa. Okay. Um, she decided at the age of twelve that she was going to like devote herself as a missionary,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then she ended up leaving home at eighteen and never spoke to her family again. Crazy. Like that's a that was a I guess a part of the job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she ended up winning the Nobel Award in nineteen seventy nine. And then she also got India's highest award called, I might butcher this, the Bharat Ratna in 1980. Mm -hmm. And she's been considered um, like the universal citizen.
2: Hmm.
0: So what are some of her other uh, claims to fame? I always hear people say like, you're the Mother Teresa when they're talking about somebody good, doing something good. But like
1: well she was a missionary for most of her time i think <laughs> while she was um when she started i think for most of time she was in india doing missionary work mm. um i know that she did travel to other places but she just like devoted herself to to god and in that and his work i guess yeah. um she also decided um to change from her the the normal black um catholic nun um outfit to the the white linen with the blue the blue lines oh yeah
0: made her stand out
4: there's a um there's a mother teresa i don't know if it's a church or like a convent or something like that for women here in memphis oh really yeah my mom used to give them food like Mm. she would go like uh restaurant depot and buy like Big cans of whatever and like produce and stuff. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how she found it, but she found it and she's giving food, like donate much of stuff to them like every month or something like that. I have no idea where it's at, but I'm obviously all the time.
1: Being a nun would be a really hard job.
0: <laughs> In what ways?
1: In a lot of ways.
0: <laughs> what would be the top three for you?
1: Oh gosh! Um, constantly being being covered, other than your face. Say um, the lack of social interaction and and physical interaction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man! No handshakes, huh? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: Beyond a handshake, more intimately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your uh, next quote you got for us?
1: Uh, protect your heart and soul from the anxious lies of your thoughts. Stay in the light. Stay in the truth. So that is by. Um, there's actually a, a an Instagrammer that came through um, the GoodQuote co. I'm sure. Do you guys? Are you guys familiar with that one?
4: Yeah, uh, I'm not.
1: Um, so the, the Instagrammer is at Morgan dot love mm-hmm. and she's just, um, an artist and a writer. And she actually just, you know, she launched her, I guess her career through Instagram. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: What was that one again?
1: Protect your heart and soul from the anxious lies of your thoughts. Stay in the light, stay in the truth.
4: Does that kind of mean like, um, always be, um, always be like, the best you can or something like that, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to like, I would just do I, the best, be the sure. best you can instead of like doing bad shit, do really good shit uh, in your life instead of making your wife worse or something.
1: I think it's, I think yes, but I think it's more so saying, you know, kind of having your own internal battle with yourself, your anxious thoughts when you get stressed out or worried or concerned. Um, having having control of not letting, you know, your your mind affect your emotions because that's typically how people get depressed or, you know, have a mental breakdown or, or treat someone like shit. Um, I think it's just a protect yourself from acting on the thoughts that you may have for, against yourself that are negative.
3: I got you. John.
0: Do you ever have that problem?
1: Me? I think okay. everybody does. I think we'd be silly to say, no, I never have that problem. I think everybody does, you know, you, especially if you sit with yourself long enough, that's going to happen. Or if, you know, a scenario happened and then you, it wasn't a great scenario for you considering whatever that circumstance was. And then the afterthoughts that come from that of what I should have said, what I could have said, Oh, I could have done this instead or could have acted in this way instead. Um, that just creates anxiety within yourself, which is not a, it's not a progression. It's a regression.
0: Take one more time for me.
1: Your heart and soul from the anxious lies of your thoughts. Stay in the light, stay in the truth.
0: So it's like talking about staying on a path, right? Like keep the course steady. Like yeah. don't let but these th- outside influences that- derail you from where you're supposed to be going.
1: Yes, but I think the what I take away from that, the the words, the anxious lies of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So your thoughts oftentimes are not reality, Yeah, you know, because whatever the circumstance may be, I can't even give a hypothetical because there's so many, just an argument with, with a a partner or a friend or a family member. And you may, after that fact, have thoughts around how I could have done that better. I should have done, I should have done this. I should have, you know, told them. Mm -hmm. and then that just creates anxiety in yourself but what those thoughts are are not necessarily the truth because what you said was what you said and you can't turn that dial back unless you want to revisit it which is a regression Mm. that's how i see it
0: i remember like when um bert was on here and he was he's in the he was in the program and they talk about how like you're supposed to go back and Make amends. Uh, yeah, amends to people that you did wrong. And sometimes some people will accept your amend and some people are like, no, fuck you. I don't, what you did is what you did and that's where I stand. So it's like, you can't always just assume that, you know, because you have had time to think about what you did or what that person did to you, that somebody's going to accept it. So right. I guess, you know, you just got to just accept that some people may not um agree with the afterthoughts of what you did or after effects of what you did or said
4: because maybe it's like you didn't give a fuck about it then so i'm not gonna give a fuck about forgiving you now because you need me to forgive you kind of thing right yeah like so
1: well i think sure i think maybe the 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 meaning could be more than just an argument with a with a a person or making amends with someone, it could be anything, the anxious, the anxious thoughts that you have about, um, my body doesn't look the way that I want it to, mm-hmm. or, um, I'm not living the lifestyle that I really want to, or I should have done this better, or, you know, just the hamster wheel that can happen no matter what it is, no matter what the thought that you have is, because yeah. you have millions of thoughts a day that can be predominantly negative um, because that's where the, the human nature wants to gravitate to. Um,
0: So is it too like, you know, I see quotes where people are like that thing you were worrying about last year. Will it matter next year? Like, does it really matter at the end of the day? You know, like why why are you going to keep dwelling on something you can't control? Right. So it's just kind of just let it, just let shit go. Yeah. Like, stop trying to go back and, and rewind and like.
1: Didn't you, didn't you post something about that the other day? About um something about once you let go of the person that you keep thinking about. Was that you that posted that?
4: Um, I don't know. There's no telling because sometimes Tony posts a whole bunch of like uh, quotes and inspirational things
1: and then mixed in will be like you know some you know big titty yeah yeah <laughs> it's just, big
4: titty I'll put it
1: s- sex and inspiration is important i suppose
0: <laughs> i posted one yesterday it was a, don't be so hard on yourself what's meant for you is already making its way to you with time it will all make sense don't let your whole life be i'll be happy when be happy now
1: <clears throat> no, I I did see that one. That wasn't it.
0: um Maybe it was on a story because sometimes I'll post just to to just a story and not to the the thing. But I don't yeah. know what was um, it. What was the gist of what it, you were saying?
1: It, it might not have been you. What they were pretty much saying, like stop putting all your energy into thinking about someone that didn't have the time to to care enough in the moment for you. You know press on mm. i don't remember the exact uh quote but
0: um yeah there's a lot of times where we as people um try to go back in time and be like man why doesn't that person care about me the way i cared about them like fuck them they didn't care about you leave them alone like you need to love yourself like i see i keep seeing this shit it's like you need to, the kind of love you want to give somebody else is the kind of love you should give yourself. So instead of always giving and giving and giving, you need to, like, take some of that in for yourself and and show yourself that you are number one. Because without you, there's nothing else. Like, that's what Tori Hudat said. She's like, you can't take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. You can't always be giving from your bucket.
4: It's like... uh Man, I loved you so much. How can you do this to me? Like, why are you leaving me? Kind of thing, you know. Like, I didn't love you as much. Sorry. Thanks. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, though. I. I mean, it's you got to think about. That's a, a could be a codependency quality too. You know, taking care of others but not yourself. It almost seems um, fraudulent.
4: Yeah.
0: Here's one I posted. I don't know if this is online what you're talking about, but it says, uh, there's two. It says, I hope, I hope this time when you see the signs, you don't ignore them. I hope this time when you see the lack of effort, you don't force it. You pick you and go. I hope this time you save yourself before you even get damaged. And this other one I posted, it says, uh, Everything changes when you begin to love yourself. You no longer send out energy of desperation or need to be filled with the, from the outside. You become a powerful source within yourself that attracts better. The more you love who you are, the less you seek validation and
4: approval. Love yourself first, then love your partner or whatever. Yeah. Cause
0: I mean, it is really sad when you see people who are good people, but, They just hold on to people that are shitty for them. You know, they don't give a fuck about them. It's and it's something broken in that person for sticking around. No, that they're hurting a person (laughs) that actually gives a fuck about them. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's like it's like, why are you you so? Have I been in that situation? Um, Yeah.
1: Where you you stuck around with a, a girl for too long.
0: No, I wouldn't say that. No. Um I've been around people that have a lot of issues, but generally if it doesn't suit me well, I'm not going to stick it. In. If it especially the more the old, as I get older, the less I'm willing to tolerate as far as like people that are just bad energy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? your 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 bullshit scale goes down.
0: Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean I don't know, I just, I don't think I can be around somebody that's so fucking toxic. Like, I've talked about it before, like, I've hung out with people, and (laughs) this one person would, like, text me this most hateful shit in the morning, and then, like, the next day I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, I don't know, I deleted it. I'm like, bitch, it's still on my phone. Like, they would be drunk, you know, they would Uh get drunk, and then they would be in their feelings and shit. But it's just like, you know... That's not cool, like what you need to figure no. out what's inside you that's making you lash out at other people, you know,
1: yeah, but, that's hard for people to to do. It's hard for people to see like, well, maybe I'm so angry all the time with other people or my friend, my partner, whoever, but in reality, I'm not happy. it has nothing to do with them. it has to do with me,
0: yeah yeah I don't know i it's you know we're all made up of everybody we've come in contact with and like our parents and the books we read and all this shit so everything like we're consumed we're not really anything original we're just kind of just collected information so it's like sometimes all that collected information sometimes is bad information that we're that's a part of us too and yeah. it's like how do you get to that point where you can take that part out of you. And only have the good. Because you can't always use. Growing your, your, your growing up. And, and your environment. As an excuse for your bad behavior. Like if you. As a person know you're toxic. Like you know. Most of us know when we're doing some fucked up shit. You know like when we're. Being an asshole to somebody. Or just treating people like shit. And you can't always be like. Oh you know. That's how I was raised. You know, everybody around me is like that. It's like, no, bitch. Like after a certain point, you have to be able to break that mold.
1: Yeah. You know. But that takes self-awareness. And a lot of people don't. I don't want to say a lot of people don't have that. I think everyone has it. I think it's what you if you acknowledge it and what you do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just a part of growing as a human being and as an individual. It's learning like what did you you posted this today and i i I think like just recently while i was waiting for you guys someone said real growth starts when you're tired of your own shit and i felt that
0: yeah it's like i like that you know there's so many people that want to do something or want to go somewhere and they'll blame excuses like i don't have the money i don't have the time and it's after a certain point it's like if you really want to do something or you really want to get somewhere, you're going to not make an excuse to do it. It's just like people that are like, I know this one girl and she's always talking about how like she she's so, you know, down or whatever. And she can't shouldn't have time to work out. She doesn't have time to do this, but she has time to go to work. She has time to eat. It's like after a certain point, it's like what really holds value in your heart? You know, like they say, you'll make time for what you want to make time for. Yeah. You know, like we have a buddy of ours and every time he comes in town, he's like, I'm so busy. Like, bitch, you have time to do this other shit. You know, so it's like if you really want to see people, you make time for them. So the whole thing, though, going back to it, you know, full circle is just like, you know, if you want to if, if you want to do something, you're going to do it or you're going to make excuses why you're not doing it and you that's like you got to bully yourself sometimes into doing shit like most of us do shit every day that we don't want to fucking do (laughs)
1: yeah
0: you know like go
4: to work like you know like
1: oh what's 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 two things that you have to do every day that you don't want to
4: do um shower like every day (laughs) no um two things I like to go to work, but sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to go to work, you know? And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's now 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, fuck, uh, okay, I got I got to get up now, you know, or 4.30. I'm like, fuck, I got to get up because I got 10 hours ahead of me. Um, let's see, two things I don't want to do that I do. Oh, one is definitely working out. I, mean, I hate it. I, I'll never like it. I'll never ever. Oh, yeah, I mean, I never like it. Um, unless something just, maybe if I get hit by a car and in a a coma for a while or something and I wake up like a different person, oh, oh, I need to go exercise and that, like that new me or something. Yeah. Then maybe, but, um, until then, no. And dieting, I mean, I I do a pretty good thing. I'm like 90, 10 or maybe 80, 20%, you know, on it. But like, those are two things. That if I didn't have to do, I would definitely not do. Do
0: you feel like when you do work out, like you're like, "Fuck, I don't want to work out today," but then when you get done, do you feel better?
4: Oh yeah, because you're like, "Oh man, yeah, you know, I just I, I did I, I had to do what I got it done, but even though I wanted to do it, but I still got it done." Yeah, you know? yeah. Do
1: you not enjoy it while you're doing it either? Uh, no, <laughs> no. This is a great segue into a quote that I have.
3: All right, all right. Hey, okay.
1: so. I'm going to give you the info on this lady first. So her, she goes by Abram Hicks on Instagram. And, um, she was actually introduced me, introduced to me by my friend, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um, she, her real name is Esther. Um, but she's a, an inspirational speaker and author. And she used to write books with her late husband. Um, she does like a lot of law of attraction workshops she also was featured in the movie The Secret. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. What's that about? It's about the law of attraction, essentially. Is that uh, it, that
4: book
0: that Oprah was pushing?
1: Yeah. So yeah, sorry. It is a book, and then they they did like a, a documentary <laughs> type thing on it. Um, and I've re- I read the book years ago. Um, and while some of it's kind of could seem very like, um. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but a little over the top, like far fetched. Yeah, but I think the the concepts of it are are valid. Um, she kind of she kind of speaks about like tapping into like your infinite intelligence to attract what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Um. So. The, the the quote is, most people do not realize that as they continue to find things to complain about, they disallow their own physical well-being. Many do not realize that before you were complaining about many of, before you were complaining about other things first. It does not matter if the object of your complaint is about someone that you are, are angry with, uh, behavior in others that you believe are wrong or something wrong with your own physical body? Complaining is complaining, and it disallows improvement.
4: That's true because I just said I don't like working out, and what happens when you work out? You, you're, you know, your blood pressure is right, and you know, you feel better, and you know, you feel more confident, and stuff like that, right? I guess so. That's well, yeah, it's one hundred percent accurate. Um, I went and got a COVID test today, and you know, I actually went into this place. It wasn't like a drive through one and this lady was like, Um, you know, I'm gonna check you know, i just gonna check your uh blood pressure and all kinds of that stuff, you know? And I was like, Oh sure. And usually my I do mean, you know, when I was not working out and exercising my blood pressure was always really fucking high. Like one time I was like two twenty or like one ten or something like that. Like oh or so I don't know what it was, but it was super high and she was like freak the person was freaking out over it. Today was like 112 over 89 or something like that. So she was like, oh, that's really good. That's good. Or I think, cause I think 120 over 80 is normal. Right. Or something like that. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then, um, so yeah, that, that, the, the quote you just said is definitely 100% accurate because when you stop complaining about what you're doing about it's it's, it's leading me somewhere. Right. So I Where think
1: that, huh? Maybe you would have begin to enjoy it if you stopped having those, those nagging thoughts about it.
4: Uh,
0: I think that's just his personality
4: to complain. <laughs> okay. That's his opinion. And unfortunately, in America, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm Are just you, saying.
1: Nuh-uh. No, you're not.
4: <laughs> he, he is. He's one of those
0: type of people that just loves to gripe.
1: Wait a minute.
4: Can we take a beat? Do you, did you get a rapid test? Do you have the COVID? No. Um. Uh. Uh. I have. I mean. Um. One of my friends tested positive, so I have two of my friends tested positive. So I had to uh, just be precaution and be safe, and because yeah. I want to be a carrier and you know, mm-hmm. n- and pass it to some other people and stuff like that, right? Right. So or or and then you know, as long as I get the test back and it's negative then everything's good, right? But if it's positive, then I have to go in a COVID protocol and all that shit. But, you know, um I don't I don't I don't I don't know if I have it or don't have I don't think I have it. Um I did have a headache for a day, but then, you know that could have been from anything. Right. I am dieting pretty hard right now, so it could be just been hungry headache, you know, but I'm not okay. sure. You know, I had I had a friend that was positive, two friends that were positive so yeah. I'd rather just be precautious than get like say the receiver at Kroger COVID and she's out for oh however long or you know whatever. I just rather be safe. Yeah,
1: you guys, there. You guys still have mask mandates in Tennessee,
4: right? Yeah. Um. So we have to wear them in. So if we like at like Circle K or something like that, we have to wear it the whole time in out, while we're in there, and out, while we're out walking out. When you go to a restaurant, you have to wear it while you're inside. I mean, when you're walking in until you get seated and when you get seated, you can take it off. And then when you, when you're done, you have to put it back on when you walk out, you can take it off. But it's like, you know, we had a place on Saturday and it was literally, I mean, the place is not super big, but like when you, when you're waiting for your table, there's like tables there where people are eating. So like, but you have your mask on. It's like, what's, what's the stop COVID right there? Like to come to us, these people are talking, they may have COVID already and not know, you know what I'm saying? Like, It's really stupid, and you know, I've I've done the little blow tests like where you take a lighter and you like blow and see if it if it moves. Like one of those little regular blue masks we have, you know, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't go out. So that means the mask is stopping, you know, whatever is coming towards your mouth and your nose. So now, unless the COVID goes in your eyes, which they say is is a possibility, I mean, having the mask on does prove it is stopping what 80% of the stuff coming in into your body i guess or- well
1: your well your mask protects other people not but a, but your mask doesn't protect you so that's if everyone wears a mask then the way i this is how i the analogy i like to use is if if a dude comes up and tries to pee on you and he doesn't have any pants on he's going to be able to pee on you yeah but if he comes up to you and tries to pee on you with his pants on he's just going to wet himself.
3: Mm, yeah.
1: That's how like, I got, that's a really gross analogy, but <laughs> um, that's how the mask works. So it's actually, you're protecting other people, not vice versa.
4: Oh, I got you. But like, yeah. you know, we've been, we've been at Tampa and there was a hundred people, like you know, a whole lot of people out and no one had bounced on. We went to um, the fashion house um, party and there was like, Probably like eight hundred people in that house, and uh, hold the whole three houses, and there was no masks, and you know, we didn't hear about a big outbreak. None of us were sick, you know, or or anything.
0: So, but that's the thing, though. You, I mean, unless you're getting tested all the time, you don't know if you've had it or not,
4: right? Because I guess if you do, even if you do have it, you may not know because just your symptoms may be very mild. You may just think you're not feeling good, I'm like oh man, this is my stomach or something, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So that's what.
0: Uh, the thing I think is weird is, like, you can get tested and then you can get it after you get tested. You know, so that's where the whole rapid testing really needs to be done. Because I saw something today. They were talking about how, like, a woman can go to Rite Aid or Walgreens and get a pregnancy test and find out pretty instantly. So that's what they need to work on. And is it getting that kind of testing?
4: Well, they yeah, have. Well, they have go ahead.
1: They, they also, um, I guess, the... If let's say if you were exposed to someone yesterday, Mm -hmm. the recommendation would be don't go same day or the next day to get a test. Wait a few days, yeah, because like the you know studies are showing that it typically doesn't show up for like at minimum three days Mm. from time of exposure. Yeah,
4: but like you know they have rapid tests. Um, There's a place in um, Arlington, or there's a lot of minor meds and stuff like that around town that have the rapid test. Um, I guess it's like literally, you know, within five minutes, I guess you just wait until you get, okay, you're po- negative or you're positive. And if you're positive, you need you need to go home and get into protocol. But like, um, there's a place that I was someone in Arlington, um, that has rapid testing, but their line starts at like three 30 in the morning. and they open at they open at 7. AM. Wow. Yeah. So there's people literally, and I would drive by that to go on the way to my Kroger and I would, See people like sitting in lawn chairs and stuff, just waiting. Like, you know, wow. it's crazy, but like, there's we not. Used I,
1: wait, we used to wait in line to get into concerts.
4: I know, right? Now <laughs> yeah. we wait in line to get COVID. we we'll get tested. Test, for- I mean, yeah.
1: Tested <laughs> for COVID. Well, I guess we're all kind of waiting in line to get COVID, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, eventually, I think everybody will get it because I don't yeah. ever see it fully going away. It's just going to be like cold in the flu.
1: Yeah sure (laughs) you know absolutely i mean
0: they haven't gotten rid of ebola so i don't see them getting rid of you know this shit
1: no it's here for it's here for a while i mean you know indefinitely yeah it's just
0: hopefully we just become immune to it you know yeah but yeah i think the thing too i don't want to get too much on this but I don't understand why they're not telling people to boost your immune system get healthier you know that kind of information I,
4: I, like I, exercise and stuff I, I, yeah
0: like that's like to me like when they shut down the gyms it's like why like that's more yeah. and some people need it for their mental health not just for you know avoiding the virus but yeah I mean if you tell people to eat better work out you know take your vitamins like you're more than likely just be a healthier person would help you in so many other ways, not just with this. But, I mean, that that alone just seems like a good reason to to tell people that information.
4: Well, remember, like, when we used to watch, like, Biggest Loser and uh, what was the show on ABC called? With Chris Powell. Oh, um... Extreme Weight Loss. Yeah. Right? Extreme Makeover or something like that. Like, all these people have these, all these conditions, they're all in all these pills, and then when they start working out with, like, you know, uh, uh, Bob and Julian and all of them, or, um... Like a guy had said, as he's losing weight, they're coming off all their medication. So maybe that's the key to a lot of it. Because, you know, before 100 years ago, people weren't getting, I don't think they were getting sick like this, right? There wasn't so many conditions, or maybe there was, we just didn't know about them, right? But like, someone had told me something a long time ago that like, if it wasn't available 100 years ago to eat, I'm not eating it. He's like, because now all our food is so is fake food, I guess, right? Like, artificially created and stuff. So, like, I mean, corn isn't really corn anymore. Um, but, like, it is true because, you know, I haven't used my sleep mapping machine in over, I think it's been over a month now. I can go back and look. There's a bunch of zeros there. But What is the machine called? Sleep apnea machine. Like. Is that not how you say it? Sleep apnea?
0: Yeah, it's just yeah. the way you said it a second ago.
4: Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry about that.
1: I knew Anthony. what you meant, Raul. <laughs> Thank you. Shut up. That,
4: that's Tony's down. job in life is to make sure he corrects my mispronunciation. It's
0: not just me. There's other people that say this about you, but too. they
4: don't ever say it to me because they're scared. <laughs> I don't know what they're scared of. Like, hey, hey Tony, can you tell just Raul uh, that he, hey, hey, what's up with Raul saying? And I was like, you know, Tony's like, you, why don't you text him and tell him or why don't you, you ask just- him?
1: just need to work on your um, enunciation and your pontification.
4: What was the second word?
1: Pontification. like you know, Can you, can you do try it, to um, say
4: that word? <laughs> one, one, one more time.
1: Pontification.
4: Pontification. Pontification.
1: There
4: you go. Pontification. Because he was talking the other day and he, I,
0: I can understand him. I speak Raul, unfortunately. But.
1: <laughs> it's like a parent with a toddler. You know what they're
0: saying? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, bah, bah. I'm like I don't like, I know what you're saying. That's so unfortunate. I know what you're saying, but not everybody else does. Especially <laughs> when you're on a podcast. Yeah.
4: Well, that's, you know, they have to learn. No. If they want to
1: <laughs> no. thoroughly
4: enjoy the podcast, they'll learn.
0: Most people but aren't going to give you many
1: chances. But mm-hmm. that's why, Tony, it's, you're there to say, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs>
4: then there I, you go. Then I look like a bully. It's like, why is he always picking on that guy? <laughs> but no one ever says that to Tony. You're like. Oh man, you give him such a hard time. It's great instead of the other way around. Like you're just just mean. Well, I
1: think that's that's kind of the dynamic that you guys are building. I mean, that's not the dynamic you're building. That's the dynamic that you have. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's going to become your brand.
0: Oh man, we're the <laughs> the podcast odd couple. That's right.
3: That's right. I
1: like it. You guys offset one another. Mm. Ro- uh, Roderick said that today. We were chatting. And he was saying they, they're good. You know, they compliment each other well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Roderick. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, man. Um, what is the next thing? What's your next quote? What are we? That was a. You've was two four. so far? No, that was like four. No, that
1: was.
0: I think that was like two or three, maybe. That
1: man. was three. They're
0: just, they're longer ones. So <clears throat> that was three. Stop doing that. I can't help it, man. Bitch, just turn your head like this, man. He's always in the microphone. like... Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh.
1: You do got the COVID.
0: No, but it's he's been doing that for a while. Oh, it's no, like, I
1: heard. I heard you say
0: something
1: about it on Tories. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle
0: was like, uh, "Did you? Did you just have Raúl do that interview?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he needs to. Quiet
1: at the beginning.
0: I was trying to watch the TV. I got a little TV down. I was trying to watch it.
1: Yeah, you're doing all the producer work. Yeah.
4: That's right. Man of many hats.
1: <laughs> okay. Um Sometimes one creates a dynamic impression by saying something and sometimes one creates a significant and as an as a significant impression by remaining silent. Sorry. I mean, read that again sometimes one creates a dynamic impression by saying something and sometimes one creates a significant impression by remaining silent and that's the dalai lama um
4: less is more silence is golden I
1: i couldn't figure out what number dalai lama said this um but i did some research on the dalai lama um the name actually is um was given by the tibetan people for like the most Prominent spiritual leader
3: mm-hmm.
1: within their school of Buddhism. Yeah, um, and I guess I never really did that much digging, but I thought that that was uh, interesting. But they um, they're believed to be uh, incarnations of the Pad- Padma Pani mm-hmm. and Padma Pani, which is a, I'm probably butchering these terms. So Padma Pani bodhisattva, which is a person who is on the path towards Buddhahood, which Buddhahood is a ranking of um, the highest spiritual state of the awakened one um, of compassion. Hmm. So if you ever are wanting to become a Buddha, now you know what you need to do.
4: So you have to become a Dalai Lama first. Yes. Yeah. There's another one.
1: Yeah, beer. I I got a couple in my apartment, but I just I've never like dug into them because they were gifts given to me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. just like um, they're there, and I I feel them, but um, yeah. So that
0: oh shit, I got I got boot beer.
1: Is that that's a thing?
0: Yeah. I do He got it from one of his accounts or something.
4: I was cleaning an account out, and I remember seeing this bottle beer at Spr, and I was like, man. And they stop making. We, you can't really get it. It's really hard to get now because it gets shipped from wherever overseas, and everyone's trying to get it, and no one can find it. So I'm just going to take the bottle. It's, it's actually good.
0: pretty good, actually. Beer. So the guy
4: okay, so uh,
1: you drink some of it. Is it good?
0: Mm-hmm. I've had it before. Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> you had it at Spr, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so, so what, what? See, say that quote again.
1: Sometimes one creates a dynamic impression by saying something. And sometimes one creates a significant impression by remaining silent.
4: Mm. Is that kind of so, like, go ahead.
1: I just, I take that as um, active listening without um, any interjection. Mm. Um, sometimes I think it's what people really need is just someone to listen to them and, um, that's why they, you know, that's why therapy is so therapeutic. You go in there and you get to just, you know, verbally diarrhea all over this individual, and they just their job is to listen. And then when you're done talking, then they'll say, "Okay, well here's some feedback." You yeah. know, whereas quite often you talk to people that you're friends with or coworkers, and as you're talking, you're getting interjected at some point, um, and not that that's necessarily rude or it makes you upset, but um, Sometimes it's just the act of listening, which I think everyone can do a better job at.
0: Is it like they say? Some people listen to talk. So they're listening to you to just tell you what they want to say instead of actually just listening to what you have to say. Yep.
1: I have that here, too. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. That's yeah. Stephen Covey. He wrote um, Seven Habits of um, Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the next quote.
4: Um, well, it's kind of like when you're listening, you're learning, right? Because Tori said that. Uh, she's like, you know, when you listen, what people are, s- are trying to tell you, and, like and Sarah's just always asking questions and or, you know, not paying attention. When you listen, you are learning. So. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: that's why I used to tell him all the time, like, sometimes I would be talking during this, and then he would just interject with some bullshit that had nothing to do with what I was saying, or it would just be cutting off my thought. And it's like, you know, just take the time to listen to what somebody's saying before you just interject with something that may not even be a part of the conversation, you know? So it's, like, listening to people, because... I, I've saw this. I've seen this too. Like, say, like you're in a relationship so, with somebody. Let's say it's is a man, a woman, and the woman's telling this guy about her day, and then the guy is like, "Well, why didn't you do that? You know, or why are you acting this way?" And sometimes they just want you to listen to them and not actually try to solve their problem, you know. And sometimes, like, especially if you're a man, sometimes I think a lot. It's ingrained in most men that you want to be the problem solver and you can't fix every problem. And I think people need to realize that's
1: that. mansplaining. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a thing though. Like where you want to be the the savior in the situation. Sometimes you just need to be the listener.
1: Right. Well, I think it's too. Um, I really like the, that you, you shouldn't should people, you know, like people don't want to be shoulded Like, well, you should do this, or you should do that, yeah. or, you know, you should have said this, or you should have said that. Like, if you think about it, it's kind of insulting to should people. I mean, we all do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, but um, yeah, sometimes people just want to say, like, here's this crazy thing that happened or this stupid thing that I did. And I just want to talk to somebody about it. I don't need you to tell me what I should have done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, communication is something I think we all lack in and that we need to that's why when you talk to people and in, in you're around people that are different than you it it really builds you up because you can kind of start like, especially like since we've been doing this like you'll hear people's stories or people are talking about their, their situations or something and it makes you sit back and think, well I never thought about something that way so You know, it makes you become a better person, I think, when you actually sit back and listen to people. And it's like they say, say, you learn something new every
4: day. Yeah, because you're learning from what they have to say.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, not everything that you think is right is right in somebody else's eye. So, you just got to take time and and get to understand that, you know, you're not always going to be right. And your way of thinking is not always going to suit everybody else. Just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else.
1: Yeah. You know, we're, it's funny, this, this book that I've been reading, um, it's you're not listening, what you're missing and why it matters. Mm -hmm. It's by Kate Murphy. So I'm like at the tail end of it, but the book pretty much, I mean, it talks about the act of, of, of intentionally and actively listening and how the, we have, developed as a human race and as a society where our attention span is very short Mm -hmm. and so people can start a conversation with you but you may they may be spilling their heart out to you but your brain starts going somewhere else whether it's like oh i have to go to the grocery store because i've you know got to have to get toilet paper or you know like our attention spans are just just so short or they'll be talking to someone, whether you're at dinner or somewhere else. And as you're talking to them, they're doing this. Uh
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: Yeah. But we are taught in college and I guess even high school, how to be speakers and how to, you know, we took communications courses, but there's no courses on listening. Yeah. So everybody is just geared to, say what they need to say or they want to say or have to say, but no one's trained on how to actually listen to that information that's being given to you or that statement or instruction, whatever it may be.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Listening is, it's, it's really is um, very important. It could be life or death, you know, like we're kind of seeing that now it's like with this whole situation that's going on. It's like, if we just listen to people, and not think we know everything, and think our way of doing everything is the right way, mm-hmm. and things might be a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah, you got to listen. Stop being a dickhead.
1: <laughs> you hear that, Roll?
4: Yes, I'm listening. <laughs> you <laughs> listen, listen,
1: listen.
0: All right, what's your next one?
1: We shall never achieve harmony with land any more than we shall achieve absolute justice and liberty for people. In these higher aspirations, the important thing is not to achieve but to strive. Um, that's by Aldo Leopold, which um, a friend from grade school, high school, um, Adam. We were having like just a back and forth on Instagram. It was about politics, Mm -hmm. Um, not a bad exchange. We were on kind of on the same page, but just, just discussing. And um, he sent me a quote by that, by that gentleman, Aldo. And apparently he's the pioneer of like modern environmental ethics. Um, So I did a little bit of research on him. I guess he's written some, some pretty good works. Um, But the way I look at that is not necessarily what the quote is saying about uh, being in harmony with the land or achieving, um, you know, absolute justice and, and liberty and equality and succeeding in that more of whatever the, the, whatever the goal is or whatever the vision is or whatever you see for a civilization is striving to get to that point um, is the most important thing. And that's, putting the energy and the effort into it at 120%.
0: What's that quote again?
1: We shall never achieve harmony with land any more than we shall achieve absolute justice and liberty for people in these high aspirations. The most important thing is not to achieve, but to strive. So not necessarily achieving what you're, what you're trying to get to, but striving to get there. So it could be as simple as setting a weight loss goal of three months and losing it in that time frame, but you don't necessarily exceed that, but that doesn't mean that you didn't work hard for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, uh, just accepting little wins or the micro things in life instead of only accepting the grand
1: prize. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we talk about that a lot at at my company when we have our management meetings because, you know, just like every other company out there, we're having a lot of hard times. You know, there was a financial slump and then we had, you know, we've had shortages of employees, but the work doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly seeing these defeats, but it's like, you know, our our leader is constantly reminding of us like we can't forget about these little wins that we have the smallest wins throughout the day or what, you know, helps get us to that ultimate goal, whatever that may be. And that goal might be met later than we intended it to, but we're going to get there.
0: Sounds like a good person to work for because most people only want to see the wins. They don't like the big wins. They don't care about the little victories.
1: It's unfortunate, but that's the that's the um the thought process of of business that we've created.
3: Yeah. Mm
1: Yeah. Work hard and work even harder. It's like they say
0: you want a you want a leader, not a boss.
4: Yeah, because a leader is gonna work with you to get to accomplish the goal and a boss is gonna tell you what you need to do. And he's not gonna help you do it. Mm-hmm. I've had i l I've had i I've had both in my short um career as a worker. What do you have? Short for career. Me? Yeah, you know, I've only I've only been working outside of my parents' store for two years now, so you know hey or no, it's been <laughs> three years. Well, you know, I drove the FedEx truck and you know, that was short lived. You
1: worked for people at the bars.
4: Yeah. I you know I yeah you're right I did have a lot of good bosses at, uh, and yeah you're right
1: you ain't no spring chicken
4: no I'm an old fuck
1: <laughs>
0: this is true what's your next one
1: well that's all that I have except for I do have this this thing that Roderick sent today that um I thought was was really um, profound okay um, it's kind of long. So, if you don't mind, and you can bear with me here. All right. So, so I'm going to read you the first page, and then I'll tell you what my reply to him was. Okay. <laughs> If you could fit the entire population of the world into a village consisting of 100 people, maintaining the proportions of all the people living on the earth, that village would consist of 57 Asians, 21 Europeans, 14 Americans, 8 Africans. There would be 52 women and 48 men, 30 Caucasians and 70 non Caucasians, 30 Christians and 70 non Christians. 89 heterosexuals and 11 homosexuals. So when I I read that and I was like, very interesting. I was like, I wonder, I wonder what year census they used for this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like, it's, it's like a a thread. So it's like 13 pages. So it keeps going. Six people would possess. So again, let me start this over. So it's, this is if you could fit the entire population of the world into a village consisting of a hundred people. Okay. Six people would possess 59% of the wealth and they would all come from the USA. 80 would live in poverty. 70 would be illiterate. 50 would suffer from hunger and malnutrition. One would be dying. One would would be being born. One would own a computer. One, yes, only one would have a university degree. If we looked at the world in this way, the need for acceptance, for acceptance and understanding would be obvious. If you woke up, if you woke up in the morning in good health and you have more luck than one million people who won't through the week, if you have never experienced the horror of war, the solitude of prison, the pain of torture, were not close to death from starvation, then you are better off than five hundred million people. If you can go to your place of worship without fear that someone will assault or kill you, then you are luckier than three billion. That's right. Three billion people. If you have a full fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head and a place to sleep, you are wealthier than 75% of the world's population. If you currently have money in the bank, in your wallet and a few coins in your purse, you are one of eight of the privileged few amongst a hundred people in the world. If your parents are still alive and still married, you're a rare individual. If someone sent you this message, you're extremely lucky because someone is thinking of you and because you do not compromise one of those 2 billion people who can't, who cannot read. So the moral is work like you don't need the money Love like nobody has ever hurt you. Dance like nobody is watching. Sing like no one is listening. Live as if this paradise, this was paradise on earth. Send this message to your friends. Bypass those who are determined to see the worst in the world, no matter what. If you do not send this, nothing will happen. If you do send it, someone might smile while they are reading it, and that, and that will be positive. And apart from that, simply have a nice day.
4: It's true, um, especially the second part you read about how all the wealth will be by 9 per of people or something like that, and it's all here in America. And it's like here, the 1% have all the money, right? The top 100 richest people in the world have controlled, what, 80% of the money in the world or something like that? And then the rest of there's everyone else. That's that's one I you know, I think I've seen this before somewhere and I was like, How did they come up with that? And then I was like, That's that's Well
1: that's why what I was just I thought it was just a one pager. I was like, What census did, what year is this from? Yeah. And he's like, Did you read all he was like, Did you read all the pages? And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize it. Right. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Did you guys um listen to Kanye's interview with Joe Rogan yet?
0: I've listened to like twenty minutes of it. Oh, I, I did like, a lot of it was out there as fuck, but I did take something from it. I don't know if this is what you're talking about. But so, he, he well, was, when he was talking about how big is the world or what's the world worth, did you get to that part or did you listen to the whole thing?
1: I did. I listened to the whole thing. I, I trudged my way through it. Some of it was pretty um, difficult to listen to just because he just, he. Um, He's all over the place. Up. Yeah, he's all over the place and he rabbit holes. Yeah. Um yeah, but that's what I was saying is he he was like how much would it cost to buy the earth? Yeah. How much that's... would it cost to buy the earth? If if you were going to buy it.
0: Like there's no number you can put on it. Like if everything included there's not there's not a uh, actual number cuz basically what he's saying is how, you know, they keep saying we're trillions of dollars in debt and it's like well money's made up. So man-made money. So why can't you make it an even playing field for everybody if money makes people happy? Uh And then at the end of the day, it's like they don't want to truly make people on the same level. They want to keep people that are wealthy, wealthy, and people that are poor, poor. Right. So if you really wanted to say, hey, you know, you guys are struggling right now. Instead of sending you $1,200, we'll send you $50,000 each. You know, because if you gave that kind of money to Anybody, I don't care if you're rich or poor, that's still going to boost you a little bit better than where you're at. And, and this,
1: it's going to stimulate the economy.
0: Yeah. And so the whole thing is like, you know, you know, there's a, you know, we got a gold standard or, you know, whatever they, they base the money off of. And it's just it it really is just bullshit. At the end of the day, when you realize that, you know, these people have these people can do what they want to do, but they don't want to do it because it's it doesn't benefit them to get everybody on the same field. No. So, yeah, out of all the craziness that he said, that was one of the highlights that, you know, but I, like say, I only listened to like the first 20 or so minutes of it. I'll finish it tomorrow.
4: It's also like, yeah. it's also like, uh, you know, if you know how we're going to keep people down, if we make everybody happy, then who's going to do like the work that you make the people do that are down, you know, it's kind of like, you don't want to, you don't want everybody to be happy. You want to, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, you don't you They don't, want to
0: have workers. Yeah,
4: choice. exactly. You wanna have you wanna have the guy that's gonna make the same money for the rest of his life a week and he's gonna be happy with that because that's all he knows. Why are you gonna to try to bump him up and then he'd be like, Oh shit, this is nice, and then he then he's gonna want and maybe he's gonna want another bump up and another bump up, right? So um, Well, I
0: don't care who you are. I mean you look at Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and all those other people are billionaires it's like they have a lot of money but they still want more so why would somebody making minimum wage not want more
3: right yeah
0: you know so like if you have money that you don't have to worry about generations of people in your life ever worrying about working <laughs> somebody that is making eight dollars an hour whatever the fuck minimum wage is they're definitely going to want the $8 or $10 an hour, or $15 an hour, or $20 an hour.
4: But I think that's it. I don't think a lot of the people making the eight, 10, $12 an hour are thinking about it like that. They're just thinking about making that $8. And because that's all because they think that's all that they're worth.
0: No. I mean, obviously these people think they want more because they, excuse me, most people can't pay their bills even before the shit. So it's like, You know there was like the whole fast food workers Were wanting $15 an hour and everybody was up in arms About it and my thing was like Who gives a fuck if they want $15 an hour Are you mad because you're not making $15 An hour and you see Somebody else that you're saying their job is less than Yours and then we see Now those are the people that were still Working during this shit You know a lot of people that were bitching about People not they don't want people to get Paid were the ones sitting at fucking home They weren't considered quote unquote essential And at the end of the day, I'm sorry to tell people this: fifteen dollars an hour is not a lot of fucking money. Six hundred dollars a week. I mean, you're not including taxes, your fucking insurance, your rent. I mean, you're still yeah. going to be below a little bit above the poverty line after taxes.
4: Because when I talked to the person at Amazon, uh, I saw there's like an Amazon thing over there somewhere. Uh, they were like recruiting drivers and stuff like that, right? And I was, you I know, mean, I was happened to be. I was like, I'm gonna go talk to him. This is before I started working at Budweiser. I was like, and I went over there. Guys, like, oh yeah, man. Um, you know, you sign up. It's non DOT. You know, you um, you know, you just run your route. Once you're doing your route, you're done. I was like, oh cool. Um,
1: what's non DOT?
4: You don't have to have a Department of Transportation um, um, card. I- yeah, wow. so if you are non-dot uh then that's what they want a lot of people to be now uh that's why the vans are smaller so oh, like the FedEx trucks like the new packages those are uh those are DOTs because they're big so non-dot would be something oh, like that like the,
1: the Amazon like the euro
4: van. Yeah, yeah 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 like the sprinter vans and stuff those I are know. those are considered non-dot okay. um but um he was like yeah man you know uh you make um and he was like yeah you make between uh 600 and 700 a week i was like and so i was like i know how hard this job is because i did it you know and i was like so that's like 15 bucks an hour i was like oh yeah yeah he's like yeah man this is uh, you know i started talking to him i was like oh yeah oh yeah i was like mm, mm, i'm not doing that hard-ass work for that you know i was like oh, i'm just gonna wait but i
0: think the thing too it's like i okay i go back on this like 15 dollars an hour is not a lot for today's standards so if it was maybe twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years ago, oh, yes, be, you'd be banking. But now, where everything is getting more expensive, like that's where the 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 problem is. Everything is getting more expensive. There's there's cost. Everything costs more, but yep. the pay is not catching up with the cost.
4: It's like that's why I started shopping at um at Aldi. You know, it. I can't tell the difference in the cheese or the egg or or the bread or whatever. You know, like. And it's Aldi brand, whatever, but like it tastes fine. And I have a cart full of shit and it's a hundred bucks, right? Maybe. A cart full of as much shit I've had and if I went to Kroger or Saint, uh Kroger or Walmart would have been like at least one sixty, if not more. Yeah. How do you th- what do you
1: think it is that they are able to to have their food cost so low?
4: I really don't know how they do it, but they have the same model as Trader Joe's kind of. Yeah. Trader Joe's isn't
1: expensive.
4: Yeah. So like it's, it, I don't know how they do it, but it, like maybe they, maybe they actually like own the farms, you know, well, Kroger owns their farms and Walmart owns their farms and all that kind of stuff too. But like, you know, when you go buy meat, it, you never see like Kroger meat. You see Kroger like beef, but you don't see like Kroger chicken. I don't think. Right. Unless it's frozen or something, but gotta be something they're doing that that's eliminating, like, a whole section of people they have to pay to get it to their stores, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's what it's from. Hmm. Because, like, uh, they had an egg. They had a dozen eggs for, like, 25 cents or something like that. I don't know.
1: How do you... How do you guys feel about
4: what are you looking at me like that? Part? Oh we're talking so I was like looking
0: <laughs> okay. what were you saying, Michelle?
1: You're down, boys. Um, how do you guys feel about um, you know, there's certain people in social media that you know have negative things to say about the Jeff Bezos of the world and the Bill Gates and the Elon Musk's because of their wealth. And, you know, we'll say things, you know, like, like Jeff Bezos owes somebody <clears throat> something. Um how, how do you guys feel about that?
0: You know, I, I um, think if you work for something, it's
4: yours. You know, he worked his ass off, right? I mean, he, he didn't, he didn't, wasn't sure it was going to become what it is. He didn't know this, but in the beginning he worked his ass off. I'm sure he put 18, 20 hours a day. You know, or whatever, 16 hours a day, like everyone else that owns these own businesses that are multi-billionaires now, the richest man in the world. And he doesn't have to do shit with his money. He's earned that. And to get mad that he's not eradicating homelessness or poverty is is silly because putting, like we talked about this before, putting, putting a homeless person into a, a tiny home isn't going to fix the problem. It may actually make the problem worse because now they're going to feel even more trapped because they get mentally ill. That's what the problem is, and you know they they don't have to do anything with their money. So like when when Melinda and Bill Gates donate say two hundred million to whatever charity they decided to donate it to, and people are like that's it they're worth they're worth a hundred billion. That's all they're going to give. Well, motherfucker, you won't even give five dollars at the grocery store when you're checking out at Kroger when you scan a little the hunger. uh, the food bank thing so what are you talking about
1: Yeah, like round up your round up to the near, nearest dollar well yeah
4: you know like here in memphis they do the they do the mlgw bill they round up the thing and they put those cents into like the uh, low income uh they pay help with yeah. the low income paying like and people like got they were outraged by that so they had to do it they had to create a um opt-out thing it's like it's 15 wow. cents 16 cents maybe 80 cents like but you want these multi billionaires to give their money, but you won't give this little bit money. Yeah, you know, like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess if, if if someone's hard up enough on money, it might that fifteen cents may make a big difference, right? So like you know, gas in the tank or something. Right.
4: I don't know. That's that's to true say. too. And then, but then, how many people that have worked for, say, Jeff Bezos at um, Amazon? Are now also multi hundred heirs or millionaires, I mean, and, um, <laughs> uh, uh, and or, or might be even billionaires working for him, you mean right? Like hundred thousand heirs? No, no, like, mil- like millionaire, like, you know, like hundred millionaires, you know, like 100 million, <laughs> 100 million like that, yeah, that yeah. like net worth. But like, yeah, there you go. But like, you know, that's, um, you, you don't ever think about, the people that have climbed the ladder at these companies that are making are wealthy now because of what he created. Sure. Right yeah. now they're there. The entry level jobs are tough. Yeah. But if you work hard, you, you won't, you won't be driving that Amazon van forever. You won't be in that hub distribution hub forever. You know, it, it's always, comes back to what you want out of the job. Also, if you want to be the salesman selling the, uh, this case of beer for the rest of your life, like some guys are content, that's fine. But if you want to go up, you have to you have to you have to show hard work, and then you'll naturally just progress. Because the bigger the company, I think the more potential for uh, moving up in the company is. So that, that's what I that's what I feel on that. <laughs> I'm like Forrest Gump over here, and that's what I feel.
1: That's all I got to say. That's all I
4: got to say about that.
1: that.
0: You putting the pen in it. Huh? You're putting a pen in it.
1: What
4: does that
0: mean? That means you're stamping it. You're done. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think
1: about that? I I think I, you know, agree. I think the man made, created this business. I think the first thing he started selling was books, right? It was books online. Mm-hmm. Um, and he created this thing. And I'm sure there are, like you said, there are a lot of people that he has helped to make a lot of money that, Otherwise, may have not have had that opportunity, and I think when you're a business owner, you can do whatever you want with that money. You can do whatever you want. You can decide how you spend that money within your company mm-hmm. for um, whether that's in employee benefits or if that's um, you know outsourcing, whatever that looks like. Yeah, you. If you're self-made self-made person and you created that you're able to do whatever you want with that. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked so far into know what Jeff Bezos contributes, you know, charitable contributions to. I don't know if he does any, I would assume that he does because it's tax write-off. Yeah. Um, But I would be hard pressed to say that he doesn't do some good within whether that's globally, but also within his, you know, local community, which would be what Seattle's where they, their hub is, um, or headquarters. Um, but the same with, you know, Bill Gates, I have, I just, I have a hard time, you know, while I am, I'm not, you know, an anti-vaxxer at one point in time in my days, I was, I believe that if you want to have a vaccine, you should get it. Um, I think that if you don't want it, you shouldn't have be forced to do it. Um, but for people to say that Bill Gates is trying to like create oh God. A world domination <laughs> by like he's trying yeah. to fucking help people.
4: Yeah, yeah. those people trying, are just
1: He's trying to be in in a in a sense a missionary of sorts to provide to these tribal communities Vaccinations that they
4: otherwise wouldn't have, and people were like, "No, nah, he's the an Antichrist," yeah. you know, like what? Yeah. Like all this malaria medicine he donates, and for African, Af- like Af- poor African yeah. uh, countries and stuff like that. People are like, "Oh, they're just, uh, they're just there because you know that's just uh, leftover medicine and this and that." I was like, "No, he's pretty much eradicated malaria in a lot of countries in Africa because of all the stuff he's done." Um, and he didn't have to do any of that, you know. Like, and that's just it
1: yeah it you know there's one thing that Kanye said that i I did agree with and maybe one of the only things um, is he said, you know I firmly believe in in holistic health care and scientific health care.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think that you know yes, in order to try and prevent yourself from getting coronavirus, you need to take your your vitamins, your vitamin D, your vitamin K, vitamin C, you know, all those things and eat healthy and mentally be healthy physically. Um, but also like there is a time when scientific medicine serves its purpose. Yeah. I mean. It,
2: yeah.
4: It's, it's uh, I don't know the whole thing. What's the 5G thing. That's the, he's been imp- what is all, oh, the, he's he's putting a five G so he can control like yeah. everybody too or something like yeah, that. Because yeah. I guess when
0: you get the shot, it's going to be microchipped <clears> throat> and throat> you have mind control over you or what have you. And it's like, you but know, these are the same people that are okay with Elon Musk putting that Neuralink in your brain so you can listen to fucking songs. Oh yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, Elon Musk is working on a Neuralink where it's a a chip that you put in you and you can listen to music. And it's basically like making you a cyborg where you're one step closer to, you know, they say like our phone basically makes us a cyborg because it's connected to us all the time. So with this Neuralink thing, it's, it'll basically have that processor inside your brain. So that way you can, you can like look up information inside your head without actually looking on the screen to do it or streaming music.
1: I feel like I've probably heard that on Joe Rogan's podcast, but I I listen to him so often it usually becomes background noise, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing to me is his cars, the self-driving cars have issues where they run off, yeah. run over people, but you're going to put something in your brain, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I think he, he's a smart guy and he has smart people around him, but I think some of the stuff is a little sci-fi ish. Yeah.
1: Well, how far is too far? Yeah. Um, but I think that's where, I think that's where we're going as, as a civilization. And there's, I don't think there's any stopping it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen that just in the age. I mean, like, think about, think about when AOL came out, Mm -hmm. I was in middle school. I don't remember the exact year, but that was like, you know, the, you've got mail and Mm -hmm. you had chat rooms. I remember being so awesome. I remember me and my girlfriends in middle school when we'd have sleepovers, we would take turns and we would be like, okay, you get the chat for 30 minutes and then, (laughs) you know, then it's my turn and then you get to chat and it's my turn. We took turns and we'd time it. Yeah. And from that point until today, look at how much progression we've had in technological advances. It's quite scary. If you think about it, it happens so fast. I mean, We went from the Nokia. Well, we went from the Zach Morris phone to the Nokia with Snake on it, the Mm. Snake game to, you know, an iPhone. And now Samsung has the, the, have you seen the Samsung phones that the foldable?
0: Yes, I have seen that online. I've seen it online.
1: So wild. A girl I work with has one and it opens up like a mini tablet and it's probably like as big as the, uh, the, the width of my hands. Mm hmm. And it's a touchscreen, and then you fold it, and then on the top will be, like, another screen, so you can use it as a normal phone, like an iPhone, and then you could open up and use it as a tablet.
0: Oh, wow. Um, that's impressive.
1: It's, it's super, I mean, I, Samsung thinks, like, they're kind of the top advancement of phones, aren't they? They're kind
0: of. Yeah, I know, like, they always say, like, their cameras are better than the iPhone, and a lot of the stuff that the iPhone finally gets. They've already had. Yeah. Yeah. They make the, they make the
4: galaxy, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think the problem with them is that there's different operating systems for their stuff. And that's one of the beautiful things about Apple is it's streamlined.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, so everybody's on the same That's why there people always make jokes about people that have Snapchat that have Android phones because it looks like it's so slow. But <laughs> the reason what it is is I had to look it up because I always made fun of people at Androids too, but it's that the software can't keep up with it so they slow it down. So that's why it looks so janky looking. It's not that they have a <laughs> shitty camera. It's just that the software is not built for that particular
3: model. I guess I've
1: never, so like, is it is it laggy on the, the Android users end or on a person that's watching an Android user Snapchat video?
0: See, I've never actually looked it on somebody that had an Android phone. So I don't know how it would look yeah. on theirs, but I would imagine it would probably look the same. Because, you know, it's just the app that's slowing it down. It's not the actual phone. Because mm, if somebody yeah. with an Android sent you a video or a picture, it's not going to look pixelated. It's right. just on the, I guess I could ask Williford, actually, but to send me, like, if he has Snapchat or something like that, send me a snap. But, um, well,
2: he, <laughs> te- he, <laughs> no,
3: he texted us, like, text
0: <laughs> text us yesterday and he was like, he texted us yesterday and he was like asking us to come out. And then uh, Raul sent a video, and Raul's phone looked like he shot it on a razor. I was like, what the fuck oh, is this it shit, was, I man? was like,
4: what the fuck? It was so bad. I was like, oh.
0: And then Williford's like, it's because I have an Android. And I was like, no, nah, it's, it's Raul's shitty phone. But um, yeah, that's what it is, though. It, they slow it down for because it's not built for that particular model. But you can build a program around. That's why a lot of times people have hard times building software for Android phones. It's because there's so many different models and so many different operating systems. With yeah. an iPhone, it's all union, you know, it's all one. So that's how you can get it kind of concise.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know, I, um, I bought around, I think at the beginning of COVID, actually, I bought like the uh, Amazon Fire tablet. Mm-hmm. And I bought it specifically for an app that I use for to learn the bass guitar. And cause I was tired of using it on my iPhone because it's just too small and I can't use it on my laptop because it doesn't have like app capability or whatever. Yeah. So I got this fire tablet and then when I got it, I realized that they don't, they, they don't have a normal app store. It's like an Amazon app store. Mm -hmm. And so I had to then like go in and do, what do you call it when you like jailbreak um, it? Yeah, I had a jailbreak to get Google Play onto the tablet so that I could download, you know, um, apps that I have on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. And It it ended up working out. I mean, it works, but it was just like that workaround that you have to do.
0: Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just so difficult sometimes to build something for something that's so different than what they normally have it for that's why sometimes, like, I think it was Instagram was only on iPhones for the longest time, and then they finally came out with an Android one.
1: Yeah, I don't know how all that works, but you would think, well, I guess iPhone, uh, Apple would have to go in and and try, couldn't they buy them out, buy out Android? Is that even a thing? I mean. I don't know. Because it's not like, there's not one company, it's Samsung and it's.
4: Well, I think there's more Android, Android, there's more iPhones. Android is yeah, the their, actual app uh, yeah, or the application, the application the software. There's more phones running Android than there iPhones because there's, like you just said, there's so many different companies that use the Android operating system in their phones. I see. So uh,
1: Apple should just buy Android then?
0: Yeah. That way but then we, that would be like a monopoly. True.
4: I guess they couldn't, huh?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that would be a whole thing. It's like, because that's whenever they try to do like T-Mobile with Verizon or something like that. They're like, no, you can't do that. You're going to be too big.
1: Mm. Well, uh, Sprint and AT&T just merged. Did they really? Yeah, I have Sprint. I got a a notification that they merged. It was like right in the height of, of COVID. I'm guessing maybe that's why. It may emerge huh. to keep them from going out of business. I'm not sure. Uh,
4: Sprint is so cheap. Like your, what's your bill?
1: Um, I have unlimited everything plus phone insurance. It's like a hundred and five bucks.
4: Yeah, it's yeah. not bad at all. <clears throat> yeah. My bill is like I
1: don't even know why I pay for unlimited stuff. Anyways, I don't talk on the phone, so like I don't need a bunch of talk.
4: Yeah, time, you know the best is.
0: Like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: That's
4: okay. I was just saying, I just like, I've had it for so long. I still have the same phone number I had when I was 16 when I got my first cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have, you know, unlimited data on my phone, like a grandfather clause, like a plan, I mean. Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, oh, you need to switch it because once you switch it to the new plans we have, you will save like $30 a month. I'm like, no, but as soon as I switch it, you guys are going to get rid of unlimited and then I'm going to be fucked. And so it's like, yeah, I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah. The best is like, I get like a message. Every month, like, I'm going... Over your data? Yeah, it's like, well, not over my data, but I have unlimited data, and they're like, you've used 16 gigs. If you go over, we're going to throttle your shit. And it's like, how is it unlimited, then? That's that's so funny,
4: because I got that text message at 6.30 this afternoon. Your data use this month has reached 16.5 gigs. If you exceed 22 gigs before your next cycle on 11.14, you can still use unlimited data. However, your speeds may be reduced in areas with network congestion wi-fi helps avoid reduced speeds like yeah it's
0: supposed to be unlimited but yeah, it's they're, really they're not. gonna throttle me
1: wait what company is it
4: at&t at&t
1: yeah. um, well it sounds like maybe they're just saying that you're using your phone mostly on data not on wi-fi right
4: yeah probably i don't ever log into the wi-fi anymore you're,
1: you're, you're mobile you're not at home you know <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: but i mean if it's unlimited why would you even send that text message
4: I remember one, yeah, yeah, I remember one month, uh, one year, I mean, one month, like a couple years ago or like maybe two years ago or something like that, I was using like 60, 70 gigs a month because it was unlimited. (laughs) I was like watching TV on it. I was, you know, doing everything on there.
0: Because I had to change mine. I I had to get an international plan when I went to Spain last year. Mm. And they only let you have, on the plan I got, you can only go over so many gigs of internet per day and some other stuff. And so then, when I was there, I was like, "I kept going over, and I was like, "This is bullshit." So then I got this plan now where it's everything's unlimited
1: for so you just have a, a basic international plan all the time, yeah, what does that cost you?
0: Uh, I think I pay I think my bill's like one forty a month, That's but a part bad. part of that is because I got the i do the payment plan on the phone,
2: mm.
4: So and my, you have insurance.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know, Maybe it's like one. Well, I kind of got a, a good deal because my dad, when he worked at FedEx, I got a, on the FedEx plan. So mine uh, was always been cheaper than everybody else I know. Do
1: you still have that?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yep.
1: You're just you're cheating the system now.
4: I'm privileged. Uh, when we were in Mexico
1: last <laughs> year. Would you that FedEx privilege. Yeah.
4: When we were in Mexico last year, um, I remember checking us in at that Mexican restaurant we went to. Yeah. And it charged me like $9 and I was on the internet for like a minute. I was oh, like, that's like on an airplane. I was like, yeah. holy
1: fuck.
0: Yeah, the international uh, shit is really difficult, man. Like yeah. if you can get an international plan, I'd suggest doing that.
1: You know, I'll um when I, when I get flights, I'll like prepay for my uh, in-flight Wi-Fi because a lot of the times – I'll work while I'm on an air, on the airplane. I mean, whether it's, like, I'm not taking a work trip just to, like, stay caught up. hmm And half the time on the plane, the Wi-Fi doesn't fucking work. Yeah. So then I have to, to get on the phone with them after the fact and be like, I'm not going to pay this $15 for my full day of Wi-Fi when it I couldn't even get connected. The only thing I could do was watch movies from the back of the seat in front of me.
0: hmm yeah, it's yeah. like if you pay for a plane ticket, Wi Fi should be free. If I can go to Starbucks and have free Wi-Fi and not buy a coffee and I'm paying this X amount of dollars to fly on your fucking plane, just give everybody Wi-Fi. And now you I know
1: like that's the reason why you shouldn't have we shouldn't have universal Wi Fi.
4: Yeah. There's uh like there's actual people that go to like these places just for the Wi-Fi Yeah. At Taco Bell. Uh, I, I saw about, something.
0: I didn't read the article, but there was this little kid who his family didn't have Wi-Fi during this whole thing. That's oh, they didn't on. have internet at home. Yeah. And so, so he was
4: like outside the school. He was outside of the Taco Bell. Oh, is it he Taco was using Bell? Taco Bell's free Wi-Fi and then somebody yeah. snapped the photo of the kid. And then uh, the whole area where those kids are from they were given Wi-Fi and all that stuff. Like, oh, that's wh- good. I was like, why would you not give why is the internet not free, anyways? Or, like, a lot yeah, of these kids now, there's, they, there's, they, they, they they
1: international Wi-Fi.
4: They should
0: have home. uh, they should have hotspots for the kids. Yeah, you know,
4: maybe that's what they it used. was. They gave them a hotspot. I don't know what it was, but they they ended up not having to sit outside, like literally outside of the Taco Bell, to use Wi-Fi anymore.
0: And they also say we have some of the slowest internet here in America compared to other countries. Like our speeds are so. Ridiculously slow slow
1: things in America.
0: (laughs) Oh, it is what it is. Mm. Did you want to stick around for uh, Raul's? um, Did you know?
1: I do. I also have a question for you guys. All
0: right. What's your question?
1: Well, I want to hear Raul's. Did you know?
0: Oh,
4: what's the question? Oh, okay. Uh
0: What was that? Oh,
4: Hmm. What? (laughs) I'm just
0: trying to figure out these noises that are coming out
4: of you, man. All right, so last time we had Michelle on, we were talking about um, communist countries, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah. And uh, you, you were like, well, do some, get some data on this. And I was like, all right,
0: can you cite your sources?
4: Um, it's the internet. <laughs> I, mean, I don't <laughs> I can, fucking know. I can find anything on the internet. Well, I mean, everyone, everyone. I looked at a couple of things, and everything is legit. It, everyone had pretty much the same stuff.
3: Fact Check
4: it. Yeah, I did. The internet was my fact check. Um, <laughs> So, the ch- communist countries in uh, the world currently are China, Cuba, Laos, and Vietnam. I thought North Korea was a communist country also, mm-hmm. but North Korea is a dictatorship. It's not the same thing. Okay. And, uh, oh my God, can not read my handwriting?
0: Yeah, it looks like shit.
4: Uh, oh, the USSR was the biggest communist country until um from 1922 to 1991. you know what happened in 1991? In, what? Um that's when the the wall came down. Berlin, Berlin Wall. wall. The Berlin Wall. Yeah. And um Was that Ronald Reagan Ronald Reagan and Gorbachev made the the deal, you know, like the yeah. peace What Was
0: this I, famous thing Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall, wall or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something
4: like that. And um 99
1: loof balloons go by.
4: Yep, and uh, I'm, in a, I'm actually in a play in elementary school about um, it's called Peace Child, and I'm in it. Um, if anybody has that, um, it'd be what great. It called? It's called Peace Child. It was about uh, USSR, and you know I'm only in the play because I'm in the school, so that's really the only part of the reason I'm in there, but I have the VHS, but you can't see shit on it, so I need somebody to like master that for me or something. Um. Do you want to know what communism is? Yeah. Uh, it's a political and... and uh, Take your time. Political and economic idea that positions itself in opposition to liberal democracy and capitalism. That's And I, I looked at a couple of different websites, and that's the same definition for it. And that's, that's, Read
1: it one more time
4: political and economic idea that positions itself in opposition to liberal democracy and capitalism.
0: So they don't believe in people. It's more like a class system.
4: Yeah. So they, they own everything. Yeah. So like,
0: so everything's spread out.
4: Yeah. So that comes off of um, like, it's it what we know as communism. Now today is off of what Karl Marx created Marxism. Mm-hmm. So, that's where the the country the, the the government owns your you know all the ha- all property all um they own the ownership of all the wealth economic enterprises and property uh-huh. in the country and that's what pretty much is still around in um today in communist countries
0: mm. what is this sexual what does that say
4: Huh? It says sexual. Oh, that was a different. That was, that was. (laughs) No, the did you know part is right here, man. This this is the issue part.
0: I'm interested now. What is the sexual thing? I don't know what the second word (laughs) is. You wrote it and you don't know what you wrote. Look at my handwriting.
4: Like, it's. Yeah, it looks like. I really don't write with a pen anymore. I fucking am suffering with my own handwriting. I can't even. I guess it's even worse than you remember.
0: Do you notice that you write better with certain pens than others?
4: Yes. Oh my god. Like those
0: shitty big pens, I can't write for shit with those. Do you want They're like the like ones a nice like a like twelve felt pack? pen, like a twelve pack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't write
4: for shit. I'll tell them. you what. And pen is, is not, important. Yeah, and this is not a plug. But what do they say? Pen is mightier than sword. Yeah, the pen's a blind bear. <laughs> this is not a plug <laughs> but I'm telling you they're the best I used to steal I used to steal them all the time oh, well I actually, actually oh, I, the,
1: I see the, the pens at blind Bear. yeah
4: so I actually had the right had the right to take them because um, I would have like a $100 tab or $50 tab so <laughs> the pen cause the pen comes with it oh okay so over the course of like a year I think I ended up with like 300 of her pens So you went to the bar every day. Well,
1: you don't remember what kind of pins they were.
4: No, they were just regular. I I have some still, but I ended up like just—I don't know what I did with them. But I think they're still in my possession. I believe they are. But that's uh, my. Well, that was my did you know about uh, communism?
0: That was great. Yes, sir. All right, Michelle. uh, What's your uh, question?
1: I want to know what each of you appreciate in one another? <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I have no comment on you,
1: this. This has to be, this has to be like, what do you, what is one thing, one or, or more things that you genuinely love and appreciate about each other?
4: This is, this is gay. I don't want, what's <laughs> gay about that? Oh, I don't want this. I have nothing nice to say about you. Let's not,
1: let's Let's say that it's um, it's a moment for you to explain and, and state why you're friends with Tony. You've been friends with each other for how long? Like, if there wasn't something there, then you wouldn't fucking be friends. And you wouldn't be roommates.
0: He's very uncomfortable expressing feelings.
4: Why don't you That's go... I'll go... For, uh, I like We're it. Going. I like that he always has my back. Even though that he always rates me and bullies me and probably assaults me physically assaults me. Um, but so it's domestic abuse. uh, Yeah. I could, I could literally kill you and I could get away with it. Being like, you know, I meant years of mental abuse and two times of physical abuse. And, uh, but no, I'll always have my back. Like, you know, he can, he can do it. And that's about it. And other people start doing it. He's not going to like fly. Sure. And that, that's probably the so best. So you're saying I'm
0: a bully? To me, yes. <laughs> so you appreciate me bullying you? No, I don't like it. <laughs> do this is not that, the direction this was supposed to go in, I don't think. Yeah,
1: man. but do you think that maybe sometimes when Tony bullies you or gives you advice or constructive criticism, do you think that maybe – It's actually for your own good. And maybe Tony just should work on his delivery. You
4: know, yeah, you're probably right.
0: Or maybe you should deliver what he's saying a little bit better instead of saying, (laughs) I'm a bully. Well, I mean, you bully me. No, I tell you what people won't tell you.
4: Right, and I call that a bully. (laughs) (laughs) It's not bullying. Uh, No, but that's that's a lot of it. And then, you know, we're just friends and that's it. I don't know what else to say.
0: Thank you for that very descriptive dis- definition of our friendship. You're welcome.
1: I put a We're pin on it. We're making strides here. I
0: see it. You're putting a pin in it? Yes. Putting, yeah. I'm putting a pin in it. Uh, I would say that Raul has a good heart. Um, he'll always be there for people, even though sometimes he gripes about it. Did
4: you have like this question already asked to you? Like, no, you, like, I just know I how to talk
0: about people. Uh, I'm not afraid to tell people how I feel about them. Um, he... I think Raul, uh, like I always tell women this. I say Raul would be the best boyfriend to them. And because, you know, like I see how he is to like Nick and I and stuff like that outside of everybody else. And that's what he needs to show more of, I think. He needs to show more of what we see on a daily basis, not just the obnoxious, oh, you know, jokey Raul or the guy that people want to laugh at. It's like. Like I said, there's a lot of good qualities to him. And like I said, I think, um, but yeah, uh, getting back to it is just like, he just has a great heart. He's a good person, you know, like he's a, he's a dependable friend. Um, like even with his work, like he has a good work ethic. Um, even like with his, his fitness, how he gets on a goal and, and sets his mind to shit. Like that's beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, all around, like, if I didn't really want to hang out with somebody, I wouldn't hang out with them, you know, and he's more, I view him more like a brother than just a friend. You know, it's more of a family now. And that's, i there's a lot, I know, I know a good amount of people and I wouldn't put all those people in that same kind of category, especially other, I've lived with other people. And I, I didn't think about them the same way, you know, that I feel about him. So
4: it's, it's beautiful, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Roald, do you have anything else to add? <sighs>
4: <laughs> uh Tony Tony might be mean to me. <laughs> but but Believe that every time. Oh, uh God. his intention is pure when it comes to benefiting me. And uh I just I just I just know what it is, but I most of the don't want to listen to what he has to say because it's usually what I should be doing is you and I don't want to be doing that. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I can call him for some stuff or whatever I need, but like, he's going to bitch and probably say no 500 times, but then he's still going to do it. Well, like, Hey, thing- like, I'm like, Hey, I need help. Um, setting this up. He's like, no, you'll figure it out. And I'll just pretend I'm doing it. And then or trying to figure it out. And then, you know, he'll walk by and it's like, what the fuck are you? And it's not done. And he's like, Jesus Christ, man, let daddy come in here and fix this for you, my son. And then he, you know, fixes it for me.
0: My thing with him is he doesn't try. Like he gives up before he even like the first thing he's like, I can't. I was like, you didn't even try. Like you got to take that out of your vocabulary. Like you're never going to get anywhere in life. If you think you're, you're never going to do anything. And the, my thing with people is when you care about somebody and you see them not doing something, it's like it hurts. Because, like, you – you, I should not have better aspirations for you than you have for yourself, you know? But like, you see
1: the potential that they have not yet seen in themselves.
0: Yeah. And, like, if I'm telling you, you know, do this, this will be better for you. Like, start doing this, you know, like, just trying to help you, guide you down a path. I, d- I don't look at that as bullying. I look at that as guidance. Mm-hmm. And especially if I know you're not willing to try. You haven't even tried and you're you're just going to say I can't do it. Like to me that to me that's just a gross it's it it's it's disrespecting yourself. Cuz there's so many people out there who would love to be in the position that we are that can't do something. They literally can't do it. And if you're an able-bodied person or you're not mentally challenged and you're always to have that defeatist attitude, to me, that's just disrespect to you and anybody else around you. And so I think the the people around you are an extension of yourself. So you always want to have people that are doing better because that makes you be better as a person. Like, I don't want to hang out around people that think they can't do something or, or they're just ready to quit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I try to tell him, I'm like you know, stop saying you can't do this or somebody's you know, like it's basically like saying that you're not worthy of what I think you're worthy of, mm-hmm. you know? So. Well,
1: it goes, goes back to, you know, what we said at the beginning of the podcast as far as like, well, well first of all, I like, can't never could, but also you, you will make the effort or the time or, you know, the learning of doing something that you thought that you never could. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was Joe Rogan's podcast and he said something to someone about like, well, why don't you just, you know, learn that language before you go to this place or something. And they were like, I can't do that. And they're like, you know, could, could you learn a language? And he was like, yes, I, I absolutely could if i wanted to devote my time to do that yeah. absolutely anybody could you know you could do anything it's about what you invest into it i um appreciate and love your friendship and you could call it a dynamic on on your podcast show but um you guys have like it's always it's Tony and Raul it's Tony and Raul um and i think that you guys prove that your your friendship has something there, whether you can articulate it or not. There's some, some kind of. Bullying? Some Yes. <laughs> I call it bullying. There's some kind of bro magic happening there. Well, you know. And, I think it's great.
4: Thank you. Uh, appreciate that. And people are like. I think people, some people are jealous. Probably. You know, like. I was like, yeah, you know, we're just, we're just friends. We just became close and here we are now, like 10, like 14 years later or whatever it is, you know? Like,
0: but yeah, he still can't tell you how he feels.
1: <laughs> he did. I did. I did. <laughs>
0: like,
4: oh God. We, we, you know, talking about stuff like that, just something we, I just never really do. I didn't but grow up mean, I mean, like, I, I, tell, like I tell that people that I love them and you know, like, um, you know, like Eubank, he always says, and he used to get mad at me when I didn't say it back to him on the phone or something. And like, I'm like, I love you too. And he's like, "What?" I was like, "I love you too." He's like, "Say it, man." I was like, "I love you, man." Sorry, you know. And then now it's like it's just like easy, you know, and like, but it just it, it just comes up with time, I guess.
1: You got to connect with your your inner. Um softy you know which that's not ingrained into i mean a lot of you know men are are trained almost in a way to to be hard you got to be the tough you know and you don't have to translate that into your relationships you know
0: it doesn't have to be quote-unquote
4: gay as like he said earlier right it's not what a man like i mean i mean like oh this is gay feelings i didn't mean like that
1: but, we know what you meant, but but still. I can see where it
4: comes where you could, yeah. where people may have thought that, but yeah, yeah. I want to say
0: something. Um, so there's a guy that recently passed away that was pretty big in the Memphis community, and I see a lot of outpouring of love when people pass away, either famous or not, or people in our lives, and it's I just never understand why we as people. Don't tell people how we feel about them while they're here and we wait till they're gone to say kind things about them or say like, oh, I wish I can. I can't wait to see you again, you know, on the other side, which is not guaranteed, depending on what you believe. And it's like if you miss somebody, it's like to say, if you miss somebody, text them or call them or go visit them. Or if you want to tell somebody you love them, tell them now. Don't wait till somebody's gone to tell them good things about themselves. Like I made a post a long time on Facebook and it was like, the only time a man gets any type of admiration on Facebook is when it's their birthday or they passed away. And it's just like, you know, we as people just need to let people know more while they're in the moment and here with us what we feel, how we actually feel about them. You never know. If you tell somebody something good, like just something small can boost somebody's morale. And like I said, just don't wait till somebody has gone to say something good about them. Like say it while they're alive. So that's what I wanted to say.
4: Well, um, you know, like I was telling clay, <clears throat> my friend clay that came in town from Colorado. Uh, you know, I've never really told him that before. I was like, man, you really are a good friend to everybody. You know, I never said that to him if ever, I see him. He's a good person, you know. But I just figured he knew that, and then me telling him that, he was like, "Oh man, I really appreciate that." I've, you know, people I thought I was like, "No, but you really are." You you stopped what you were doing to come here to help with what was going on, and and you know you you kind of being like the rock for a lot of people, and he was like, "Well, I didn't, you know, I'm just doing me." But I was like, "I was saying, you know, you're a good friend to people."
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of us, <clears throat> excuse me we think good things about people internally, but we don't put it out there in the world, you know? And I think a lot of times people have a lot of regret that they don't say something to somebody. And that's why they want to put it out there after the person's gone. But it's just like, you know,
1: there's a, there's a quote, or maybe it's a, a lyric from a song, something along the lines of <clears throat> um, just how you, you know, someone becomes a, becomes a King when they're dead and gone, you know, someone becomes, you you find that people start, um, idolizing or glorifying someone after they've died. And I think that's a natural thing for people to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it's like, you know, all the things that you should have said or you, you had the opportunity to say and didn't say, Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a really
0: important message, Tony. Yeah, it's that's like uh, with artists, their art becomes more valuable when they're dead.
4: Which is really weird. Like, why is it not valued while they're alive? Like, I'm not saying it has to be, like, a Picasso or like that, but, like, it's like, you know, there's Van Gogh's or paintings that are worth, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, but when he was alive, wasn't he, like, poor?
0: Probably. I mean, as they say, starving artist. Yeah. like You know, most people... Like I said, I just don't understand. And that's another thing, too. I don't understand we, why we as people, like, somebody's more likely to give a birthday shout out to, like, some celebrity that's not going to respond to them than yeah. somebody in their own circle. Yeah. You know? That is true. So it's like, I don't know. I think we, we're connected on everything nowadays, but we're so disconnected emotionally. There's not a lot of an emotional intelligence in this world yeah. and, you know, getting out there and like I said, just tell somebody something good about themselves or tell them what you, how you really feel like if it's something positive or, or, or loving, like don't wait till somebody has gone. Cause we don't know when our, our time is going to be punched. And so you don't want the last conversation to be with somebody, just some bullshit and nothing thoughtful or or insightful or loving. So like I said, just tell somebody how you feel and that you love them and don't wait till they're gone to express those feelings.
2: Right.
1: That's very sage advice.
4: Does it mean good advice?
1: Yes. Sage wise.
4: Okay. Okay. So
1: well I would just like to say that I appreciate you guys and I appreciate you Tony for asking me to do this. It gives something to look forward to and I think both of you guys are just great.
0: Yeah, like you know, I said, I'm, um like I told you that about that fun. friend of mine that was like, hey, I want to be on her list. <laughs> I want to be a part of her emails. You know? Like you never know what little thing you can do or say that can spark that somebody to think differently or, or boost the morale. And like seeing your daily emails is is just a one of those kind of things that just is a positivity that a lot of people need. You know? So keep it up.
4: It's beautiful. People enjoy yeah. reading it.
1: Yeah, you you guys keep it up. Yeah. I think what you guys are doing is is good. I think you're having a, also just having a, a, you've got these diverse guests coming on, which is helping to tap into different people's interests, you know? Yeah.
4: I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. No, I was uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine um, yesterday or yeah, yesterday she hit me up on messenger and she was like, you know, I just figured that. And she's listened to every episode to date, right? She listens to them every release them, and she usually listens to them the first or second day, um, or if they're really long, three days. But she was like, yeah, I love how you guys are doing, having more people than just your friends. Like, you know, you you guys are bringing people outside of your friend group, like, you know— Obviously, you know them and you associate with them. They're your friend, quote unquote, from your friend. But like, you know, you're getting people's stories that we don't know of and stuff like that. And that's real. And she's like, I really, that's really cool that you guys are doing that. And yeah. she's like, I like how you brought. Um, uh, she's like, I like how you bring in like different people from di- all different walks of life, not just your buddies from Club One Five Two or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's what and that's. Howard- Huh.
1: sorry I mean interrupt how so like the people that you brought on i mean are these all people that you you know talk to on not on a regular basis but they're people that you already know or have you um like for example what was the the um local politician that you had on
4: so, yeah, oh, rob now, i've known rob a long time okay and our our conversations were usually like hey man I, you know like how you doing? And, you know, like cordial stuff, you know, and and that would be kind of it. It was like really surface, it, level. surface level stuff. It wasn't like we weren't like, you know, so what's going on over here? You know, what's going on there? It was more like surface conversations. And then, you know, we asked him to do the podcast and we learned a lot more about him. And then okay. like, um, like uh, Laddie, you know, I, I've known Laddie a long time and I, I never really known him until i listened to him talk about stuff and you know how he got started and stuff like. because i've never asked him stuff like that before it's not that i didn't care or anything i just never thought about asking hey how did you start doing this and that you know and then but um i'm trying i'm i'm, I'm trying to get some more people on that i don't know so you know and well we don't know we know who they are kind of thing but we don't really know them but then again, like, I really don't know a lot of people more intimate than I know, like, probably five or six people.
1: Do do you guys, do you have anybody, like, at the top of your list, like, locally that you're wanting to bring on?
4: Joe Birch. Oh, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Who's Joe Birch?
4: <laughs> uh, WMC5. Channel 5. Channel 5. Um, drive, he's the drive time anchor. Oh. He's like the most popular guy, or Dave Brown. Oh, Dave Brown! No, great. I was just kidding. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Today um, the weather will be. Um...
0: I don't know, like, just anybody, because uh, this is how it all kind of started in my head when we first started doing this. Is just like everybody has a story to tell. I don't care who you are. You have, like they say, a, a beginning and an end and a middle part. And that middle part is your story. So it's like, you know, somebody has something interesting to say. You know, they've they've lived some kind of life. It's just some people just don't know how to tell the story. But if you listen to them enough, you can get shit out there and get an understanding of who they are and how they think. And Like I said, we don't all think the same. So you can't have everybody has the same opinion of you. You know, like, like, you know, we've had people that, are pro this and pro that. And some people that are anti this and anti that, but you know, there's still somebody that you listen to them and you might take something from them and they might take something from you. Or you can disagree to disagree. You know, not everything is supposed to be all one sided where everybody's just like hunky dory and just gets along, you know?
1: Yeah. I got oh, it's coming with, you know, listening and, and tolerance and, I don't like just understanding and that's hard for all of us to do when, you know, your opinion is, is different than others. Do you, do either of you guys listen to Sam Harris's podcast?
0: I, I know who he is, but no, I have, I don't listen to it.
1: No. I recently just started listening to him. Um, I'm like three episodes, you know, in or three sessions in, but um, I, I feel like a lot of his guests do a, you know he brings people on that may not necessarily agree with him but they do a really good job of pulling you know pulling the the logic out of certain things or the the illogical side of things to say yeah. like certain certain opinions have become like religions at this point um and I mean, you guys should check him out. Um, he does, you do have to subscribe to him. It's like a $50 annual fee, mm. but if you don't have the money to do that, he also, um, you can, um, request to have a free membership and they pretty much approve all of those requests. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, I think it like circle back to when we first started talking. I, when I was saying like, we don't have any original ideas and, we're all just the information that we've heard from somebody else. And like most of these people that have these set feelings on something, it's like, do you really believe that? Or so to so listen they, to they, somebody they, else say something, it might put a little chink in that armor and maybe like, Oh wait, that's not what I was taught. That's not what I get told daily. So that's what I'm saying. You got to. Yeah. I think you as a, anybody as a person needs to have a more diverse group than outside your bubble. Right. Cause if you only, are around people like you and to think like you, you can't.
4: You'll uh, never grow, or, or you'll never understand other people. Yeah. So if all your friends are the exact same, like Tony just said, and then, but then you're trying to tell somebody that's a per, say, you, you, all your friends are white or something, and then you're trying to tell a person that's colored that what they should be doing because you know what they should be doing because just you've been told how they should do it, right? Like how are you gonna try? How are you gonna try to go over there and try to tell them? Like you know, like it's just to me. I don't think it'd work. So if you you have, if you have multiple, if you have a big circle and it's diverse, you're getting feedback from all different walks of life instead of just one walk of life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think too. It's hard though. Like in the, the you know age of information too, or the age of you know clickbait headlines, and again the. Right. the minimal attention span that we as humans have people pretty much will read a headline, read the first like couple paragraphs and then be done.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think you have to determine like what's the source of the information that you're getting. I think it's important for people to, to do their own investigation on things that they're hearing, um, you know, to, to determine what they believe for themselves, not just because of what someone's telling them, you know, like, for example, I have gotten in many a debates with my dad, and it's like he's not tech savvy. He doesn't know how to Google anything. He listens to Rush Limbaugh, and that is it. Yeah. So his opinion is only what Rush Limbaugh is saying mm-hmm. and whatever his guests are saying. And so having a conversation with him is really difficult because he has no idea that there is all this other information out there and other ways to look at things. Um, He just hears what Rush Limbaugh says. And if Rush Limbaugh says so-and-so, you know, Fox News gives fake news or something, my dad's going to go with that. Yeah. Because that's all he listens to. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, you know, the information that we have, while it can be skewed or fake or, you know, not legitimate or falsified, there is real information out there too that could be used to to our advantage
4: well you know that's like uh, um people sharing articles on facebook especially on facebook and you know i can i can create a website and i can call it whatever i want to call it and (laughs) then you know and then have it just spit nothing but lies out but if you know people start sharing it my article my articles then people are going to start believing it, right? So it, yes. it's kind of like that. I don't believe shit I see people post on Facebook. If I want to believe it, I'm going to go like CNN or MSNBC or Huffington Post. You know, those, those are credible. You know those are legit. Yeah. You know, so that's where I'm going. But like if, if I say, oh, well, wait, what? They found the Bigfoot? I'm going to Huffington Post will definitely talk about it if it's real. You know, like <laughs> something like that. Like, But it, there's just so much – Uh, Not true information that people believe are true Because it's on Facebook or it's on the internet And it's you know it's got a thousand Shares it has to be right Or whatever right so it's just kind of tough To and like you said uh, Someone like your dad doesn't know He's going to think it's real Mm -hmm. Right not saying not. He just knows he's just reading what he knows And and that's what's going to happen With that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Have you voted
1: I did I we, early
4: voted. We voted on Saturday, and we were literally in and out. And it took us longer to get to the place than it did to us to vote. We were there for like maybe two minutes or three minutes tops. That's good, oh, and
1: congratulations on your first time to vote. Right, this is your first yeah, time to
4: vote. My first time. That's An- awesome. Antony's first time to vote. Really? You, mm-hmm. you know he's he's not into the. The girl thing, like taking pictures and shit like that. So that's <laughs> one. he didn't get a picture with. No, yeah. I
0: talked about it on Rob's, because um, I grew up. Joe was witness, and that was oh, against yes. you know, and I've been out of that for a long time. But some stuff, it just takes a minute to get. If sure. you're so used to doing something, and yeah. then so like, I remember 2016. I thought about it, but the way they have it set up now. Like every time I log into anything social media related, they're pretty much showing you a blueprint of where to go to vote or to register to vote. So there wasn't, there's not an excuse yeah. not to register. You know, I mean, you don't have to. It's, yeah. it's, a it's a. Well, they say it's a right, it's not a, right, a right, right, yeah. you know, or it's a privilege, not a right. Or whatever. do you
4: ever but. think that they'll have voting where you can just log onto a website, like a secured website, and you can vote on there instead of having to actually leave your house?
1: Well. I don't know. I mean, they'd have to figure out a way to make it secure, which I would think that they could. I mean, like in Oregon, we have mail-in voting and that's, that's all that's, nobody goes to a polling booth here Mm -hmm. at all. Um, You get first, they send you, they send you two. do you guys get voter pamphlets in the mail in Tennessee? I don't think so. Okay. So this is one thing that Oregon does. It's really great. I don't even know if I have them anymore, but you get, two voter pamphlets and they're like, you know, they're like magazine thick and you have one for official, you know, United States government. And then you have one for your state, mm-hmm. which in- includes like your, your city, your county and your state officials. And then you have the United States and they give you a breakdown of each candidate, what their, you know, what, what their campaign is.
0: and oh, then they- that's really good.
1: Yes, I, I'm because voter because there is so much so many voters that are ignorant. They just don't know. Yeah. And that's where you have where we come in and we just vote blue or red, blue or red. Um, that's kind of how the system was designed. But they also they give you um, they'll give you statements that. um locals and it's usually like could be like business owners or like people in the school district or whatever. And they put in what they're um, if they're for it or what their opposition is. And mm-hmm. then they also give you a list of, of local companies that are for or against this, this uh, measure that's, you know, out there being voted for or a candidate that's being voted for. So you get to see both sides speak upon whatever this measure or this candidate is. Um, and It's really helpful. And while it's kind of, it's, it's tedious and it's taxing because you're sitting there reading this stuff that you really don't want to read. It's informing the voter, which is yeah. important. You well, especially,
0: especially now people are seeing what the local government actually does for them. Yeah. You know, like your mayor and your governor, not just the president or yeah. your senator, you know, it's just like, like what Rob was saying, like, we got this lady in the district was a district 86 downtown. Yeah. And, and you know, she's not doing shit. But people are going to keep voting for her because she's on their particular party.
1: Right. Well, and she's like, you know, grandfathered in. She's been there for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. Like we saw downtown she has billboards and stuff yeah. set up. So, you know, it's, she has some kind of backing financially, I would assume. So, you know, yeah. That the way they do it up there is awesome because, like, yeah, if you can educate people on what they're actually voting for and these people, maybe their people's records and all this other kind of stuff. Because most people aren't going to go do the research, like you said, they're just going to go, I'm blue, I'm red, I'm voting that one.
1: Or, or you have measures on the ballot and you may have no idea what they're about. And so, when you're in a polling booth, you're like, Well, I have to mark something. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you with like mail in ballot, I sat here and did it from the comfort of my kitchen table. Yeah, you know, and that you know goes into allowing the opportunity for more people to vote, especially people that can't take the time off to go to the polling booth. Um,
0: That's the thing they said they need to make it a national holiday too.
1: Yes, why is it not? I think it is in every other country. Their their voting day is like a holiday. I think. Yeah. But you also have, like, I think it's New Zealand. You have, you don't have two candidates. You have like five or something. Mm. You have a bunch of people that you're voting for, not just two people.
0: Yeah, it's um, the system here needs to be redone, but I don't know. But that starts with people voting. Yes. You know. Well,
1: they've already we've already like reached numbered, numbered um Voters Just in, in this early election Right
0: yeah yeah I saw Something the other day where it's like I think it was like Michigan There was like 7,000 people that early Voted or actually voted or something Like that now it's like 20 something thousand Or 50,000 it was some insane number I have it on my Phone yeah, I, think we've,
1: I think we've talked Records um yeah. in, in History on well I Guess it's since there's been early voting available, yeah.
0: and so you, you know, know I'll oh, go ahead I'm sorry
1: I was gonna say you guys were able to get like in and out pretty.
0: Quickly. Oh yeah, it was super. There boring. was nobody
4: there. There was more Where people working. Uh, this church, like down the street from our house, like it was like maybe two miles away, and um, they were like it's really nice when you go in there and like oh, okay, this you take this thing, use this to cast your ballot, and that was it, and then get your I voted sticker. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Um, Are you guys to say
1: Tony?
0: Oh, I don't remember now. Um, it probably wasn't that important. Like my friend always says, I always my friend Cynthia. Every time I forget something, she's like, "Oh, it must have been a lie." <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what I was going to say. She's like, "Oh, it must have been a lie." No, you
1: don't tell any
0: lies. No, no, and she's not saying it about me. But I guess that's like a saying that she's she's always said that ever since I've known her. Like anytime somebody forgets something, she's like, "It must have been a lie."
1: Oh, I see. It's just kind of her thing to say. Yeah, like that.
0: I was going to say something. Oh, I was watching this movie, and I haven't finished it. No, 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 no. I don't want to spoil that, but that is a good fucking movie. I know that is I a watch good it. movie. Like the twist at the very end is is fucking amazing.
1: It is. It's really good. Yeah, I'll watch it. T- okay. tomorrow you're watching a movie. Don't forget again.
0: So I was watching this movie, and this guy asked this chick. He said, "If you can get a get rid of one national holiday, what holiday would it be?" And why?
1: You asking me this?
0: I'm asking both of you. Oh,
1: um,
4: huh. I would get rid of um, Columbus Day. <laughs> why? Why? Because uh, a the people are already here, so he didn't fi- he didn't find America, uh, and. That's it. He didn't find it. They were, it, he didn't discover it because it was already here. People were already living here and stuff. And plus they murdered and, and killed all the people. So. Well, they
0: call it indigenous day. Now some people call it. Yeah. That.
1: Well, are you talking about Columbus day or Thanksgiving?
4: Columbus day. Okay. And then I guess if you're going to cancel out Columbus day, you guys will start gutting out Thanksgiving. Right. But I don't want to get out, get out of Thanksgiving.
1: I'd get rid of Black Friday.
4: Yeah. Well, you did see that a lot of places this year are not going to open.
1: Yeah. Well, like um, I know um, a lot of Oregon-based companies do. Like um, REI started this thing of Opt Outside on Black Friday. And so they encourage people to like get outdoors instead of going and shopping Mm. for things that you don't really need just because it's on sale, you
4: know. But is it really on sale? Or is it just what, you know, because they may have just marked it like it's usually uh-huh. $300, but you know, we're going to charge them 289, and they're going to think they're getting a deal and they're going to buy a bunch yeah. of them, right? It's like like and they're going to put a, they're going to put it in the ad and yeah. they're still only make they're still making great money on it, right? Or yeah. or in the beginning of the year they were selling at 300 and and Black Friday going to sell at 300, but we see it in the ads and now we think it's a sale.
1: Yeah, or they could just up the price, like, uh, you know, a few months beforehand. All right. Did I
4: talk about that on here earlier? Or was
0: I talking about that with Nick? I think you are talking about Nick. Okay, so I saw this thing. It, it's <clears> called, um, they talk talking about how, like, Steve Jobs was a master marketer. It's called the anchoring effect. Mm-hmm. And when he first came out with the iPad, he listed it for, like, 999 Or $999. And then when it came out, it was listed for 499 so then people are like, oh, shit, that's a fucking deal. But originally they probably had the price listed for four ninety nine, but they put this fake number up here so you think you're getting the deal. It's kind of like when you go to TJ Maxx and they'll have listed, like, say, the a jacket's $500, but we're going to sell it for 150 Right. You're going to put the value of the jacket At as $500, $500, not the $150. Uh, I see
4: and it. what's that called? Anchoring, anchoring effect. Anchoring effect. It's yeah. true. It's 100% true because – if something was supposed to be this, and now all of a sudden it's this, you're thinking you're getting a great deal.
0: Because if it's $500, you're going to be like, I'm not going to spend $500. But then if they come back and they say, oh, it's $250, oh, I'm, I'm getting the deal. You know, that's where you come yeah. in there and you fucking think you're winning. It's like they give you these cheap-ass TVs for uh, Black Friday, which yeah. normally they're listed for $500, and they're going to sell it for 150 Well, bitch, you know you can just sell it for 150 if you really want it to. Yeah. You know? So, it's, it's just a whole thing of people coming in and think they're getting over on somebody. But really, they're well, the I'm ones getting like, over on us.
1: I guess you could look at like coupons the same way. I mean,
0: or even I, like Kroger. You know, like yeah. if you have the Kroger card, it's cheaper with a Kroger card than versus yeah. not using the Kroger card.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're Either way, they're still making money.
1: I, I I use, I, I love a coupon. <laughs> do, you, do you say coupon or, or coupon?
4: Coupon? Coupon. coupon. Uh, what? What? Or coupon. No, it,
1: coupon or coupon.
4: coupon. 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 I say coupon. Coupon. May I, coupon. Do you have a coupon? Coupon.
0: Do you use that browser, honey? <laughs>
1: yeah, I
0: do. Does it, does it work?
1: Sometimes, yeah. What is it? What is it? It's a it,
0: browser addition that you add onto your browser, and when you're looking for something, say, like on Amazon or Best Buy, it'll find a better deal somewhere else. It's kind of like how you I've, add, do
4: like ad blocker. It's like an extension thing like yeah, that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've never, it's never worked on Amazon for me. It's worked on um, like Groupons. Oh, nice. To get like, you know, if it's like a save 25% code or something. Um, But yeah, I was going to say coupons do the same thing. It's like, I may get a coupon cause I love a coupon, but I may get one and it's like, you know, you can get, four of these things and get a dollar fifty off and it's like well I don't need four of them but if I get a dollar fifty off I guess I might as well.
0: That's <laughs> like we went to the gas station one day
4: and <laughs> You have to get the two for deals. You so guys don't I, understand how much me, more you me, the the store sell doing that. I wanted I wanted a Gatorade.
0: I didn't need two Gatorades. The guy's like you can get two for three dollars.
4: I'm like no <laughs> I just want one. But one is like two nineteen or two twenty, so eighty cents more. You get another whole Gatorade. But I
0: didn't need the other one.
4: I understand that, but you could save it for later. When we when we convince retailers in the beer world to run something for a two for something or three for five or something like that, the amount of the amount of sales that increases because of the two for whatever is like tenfold. And the store is happy as fuck because he's making so much more money, right? But then when you take that thing off, like, say, three weeks later or a month later, and they're selling it just back for regular price, one for whatever, they're still selling it because people are now want it, wanting it more because they were getting a deal on it. And they, in their mind, it's now set in their mind that the deal is going to come back, so I'm not going right. to stop buying two. I'll, I'll, I'll win again when the deal comes back. And that's... How you sell beer, my friends? That's the hook. (laughs) That's how you. That's how you fucking. That's how you fuck the customer in the long run. Because,
1: but but why would
4: you want to fuck the customer? You're not you're not technically fucking them, but they're spending more on your products. You see what I'm saying? Mm, Sounds kind of shitty. I mean, even Coke does it. Coke, Pepsi, every company does it.
1: Well, yeah, but you.
4: Don't tell us the secrets. It's not. It's not a secret. If you're smart enough. You know. You're getting. You're getting hosed because now you're buying two at the regular price instead of the two for a deal, because you you want two. One's not enough anymore.
0: I just want one.
4: Yeah. You. Uh, it makes me so mad when you just get yeah, one. I'm like, what the fuck? You just left. Oh. Uh, so
0: you're going with Columbus Day. Yours was Black Friday. Black Friday. Well, I would she, go
1: with Columbus Day. Black Friday is not really a holiday. So no, I would no. I would say Columbus Day.
0: I'm cool. gonna go with Groundhog Day. <laughs> Pakistani <laughs> Phil, dude, what
4: are you talking that's
1: about? That's not like a. That's not like a holiday. It
0: is a holiday. But Groundhog like, Day is
4: a holiday. It's not a federal holiday.
0: I didn't know Just a holiday in general. Could you could have picked like Day Valentine's Day. Day. Day, you know? Uh, Labor Day. You don't want to get rid of yeah. Memorial Day. You'd be an asshole.
4: Well, you know. <laughs> You would want to, can, you know, if you could cancel Valentine's Day, then maybe, maybe. I, yeah, but
1: if, if maybe, we're talking about any holiday. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah any holiday. I would go with Valentine's Day because.
0: You're lonely 364 days.
4: Right. That and um when you go, when, if you have a girlfriend or a wife and you guys go out more than just that one time, right? Why do you have to go out on that special that one day and spend more on the same shit you would have gotten the next day or the day before? It's your whole sales thing that you were just talking about though. No, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I would. Also,
1: also it feels fair. It's like a wasteful holiday because all this stuff is manufactured for this, this holiday that we've Americanized that has, you know, it's like, valentine's day has nothing to really do with lovers right Uh, it's
4: commercial right
1: yeah and so we've and so then you have this overproduction of plastic stuff and chocolates and teddy bears and balloons and greeting cards and it's like could we put those resources somewhere else
4: true but i would it would be valentine's day for my boo all the time
1: There you go. See, that's why Tony says you'll be a good boyfriend.
4: That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to just want to treat her on one special one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would do it more than I would do it all the time. But you know what my favorite part of all these holidays are? The day after the holidays. Because the candy is 50% off. (laughs)
3: The the candy.
4: The Valentine's Day candy is 50% off. The Halloween candy. You can get some really good shit. And if you hide man, this is, oh, this is, this is good. So when I was younger, me and my friends from Westminster would go over to the Walgreens and we would hide the candy into like different areas of the store. Like, so we could. Oh. so when we'd go back, like we'd do it a couple of days before Halloween and right. And then we'd go back like a week later and it's even cheaper because it's been reduced like to 75% now. Because they thought they are they keep on reducing it it's and all, it's all gone. We used to get so much candy. God damn, we used to get so much candy. Oh, man. I want some candy do
1: you right still,
4: now. Do you still buy post-holiday candy? Not, not as like – like I used to. Like yeah. a couple of years ago, I would go to like Walgreens and buy like – say I was picking up some like blood pressure medicine with my dad or something, and it was after Halloween. I would just – I would look around and go, oh, yeah, I'll grab that. And, and I'll get that. And I'll get that. Because uh, – it's I would the, imagine
1: there's going to be a lot of Halloween candy left over this
4: year. Yeah, it is because the people that I have walking on my routes, they didn't even send them as much as they're usually supposed to get because they want them to run out. Do you feel like? Um... But that's another thing. Hang on one second. That's another thing. On the you feel like you're getting a deal, right? Because now the candy is 50 off, but you are still paying what you should have been paying originally instead of the high yeah. markup on the candy. It's still marked up even at 50%. Right. Off. That's what I'm saying. But they're still, because the retailer is still making the retail is still making the same money, whether it's full price that you're paying or they're making more money that their profit margin is probably the same, right? Yeah. Because they're going to expect, expect a lot of it to be 50% off. What were you going to say, Tony?
0: Do you feel Michelle like sadness on Valentine's day when you're not with somebody?
1: um I don't I think I I feel like kind of what Raul said is it you shouldn't pick a day to decide like this is the day that I'm going to choose to show you how much I love you yeah and and you know granted they probably show that every other day but shouldn't it just be that way and not a specific day for it um I did this thing one year at work um, where I got these like little just like little, you know, business cards, things. And I wrote like a a little quote or some kind of inspiration on it. And I put them on like each floor of the clinic and then I put them at our satellites. And um, I forgot what I put on the box. It was something, you know, like um, pick your, you know, pick your fortune or something. I don't remember exactly what it said, but um, in a way that was my way of like giving a Valentine to like everyone mm-hmm. in the company. Um, so I think like that's great, but I don't know. I just feel like the, the commercialization of Valentine's Day, I think is a little over the top and I think it's it's wasteful. And um, I guess you could say that about a lot of holidays, but um, but no, I don't get sad about it. I yeah. mean, I, I've, times I've had a, a partner of sorts during that time. I mean, like something like was done. I mean, we didn't necessarily like, go out to dinner. I would not go out to dinner on Valentine's Day with even if I was in a relationship.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I um, wonder if like Valentine's Day is more for showing off than anything else. I think it could be a big flex. You know, it's like if you're the person in the office that didn't get flowers into you or like candy or something like that, it's like, oh, it makes your self worth, well, your self worth feel less than like, mm-hmm. oh, my partner doesn't care about me like yours does.
4: Now, I think that, like know? if you're first, if you're first hanging out with somebody, like you've been with them like a month or something like that, or maybe less, and then Valentine's Day is rolling around, maybe you should go out and then make it and just flex the fuck out of it, right? And then I don't know.
1: I guess it depends on the person
4: and what if you care about that or not. You know, like, I'm gonna take a McDonald's, I'm gonna carry your tray.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that a lot of these companies, they do. Like, I saw something, it was like if (laughs) women, because usually it's geared towards women in most of these holidays, but like if women started appreciating their looks and how their body was, most of these companies would go out of business you know, like makeup companies and, you know, lingerie and, you know, all these just different things that people really don't need. And, but it's, it's like pushed a, down people's throats that this is beautiful. This is what you yeah. need, you know?
1: Well, if you think about like around Valentine's Day and Christmas too, like the De Beers commercial for George. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like.
0: Isn't that the Madman quote that they started Valentine's Day? Like there's this, um. What's his name? Don Draper. Don Don Draper
4: yeah. from Mad Men.
0: And he's like talking about how they created the illusion of Valentine's Day with the beers. And they basically say that diamonds are garbage jewelry. Like it's the garbage of fucking uh uh earth. Yeah, it's not it's not worth anything. And they own like most of the mines for it. Yeah. So they 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 have that whole market quartered. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I feel sorry for a lot of people that are in situations is even like people with kids and how you go into debt for fucking holidays like uh,
4: Christmas or, or just going to oh yeah. or go into like a pro baseball game or football game or something. like that. If you have a family you say a family of four, dude, it's for a decent seat. You can pay a 100 bucks each ticket. Hot dogs at baseball games and cokes and you know you're gonna drink a beer, a couple beers. You know how expensive beers are. The Fedex form they're like eight dollars for a small little beer, like twelve ounce beer. But like every everything is getting really, really expensive. So and I feel that a lot of people just aren't gonna be able to afford it anymore to get to to take their kids and stuff like that to like. A, uh, a pro baseball game like, you know, Redbirds is a little bit different. But if you're buying like if you're buying food and drinks at the Redbirds, it's still super. It's like one three thousand percent marked up was Nick told me one time. And like that's expensive.
1: Yeah, any, any sports facility, the prices of anything is <clears throat> astronomical.
4: Right. And, you know, it's Tony just said. People are taking their family on vacation to, say, like Disneyland or something, right? And we all know you can't pay cash for that because you have to book it online and stuff. And then they're like, well, you know, we can it's, – say it's 5000 And then they're only paying, like, say, 300 or 400, 400 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month on that. That interest on that 5000 is going to take your $300 payment and make it about 220 every yeah. single month. So that's why they changed the – on on the s- statements you get from your credit card companies, if you still get them, the, they'll say if your balance is this and you only pay the minimum amount, it'll take you this many, whatever, to pay it off. If you pay this much, it has like a little breakdown and yeah. I think it has your interest fa- factored into that. So it kind of gives you like a, well, shit, if I want to pay $100 and my, and I owe $2,000. I'm losing. I'm losing twenty five dollars right there. I'm only. I'm only making seventy five dollars on my principal. Yeah. And see, people don't. People really don't understand that. Like, if you pay your bare minimum every month, you're fucked. And then when you also when you buy furniture and stuff, I and mean, when you get you know like Ashley furniture and it's no interest, no payments for four years. If you don't pay that motherfucker off before those four years, when that interest because the interest is like thirty percent. If you don't pay that shit off before your your timeline of no interest, no payment, or I mean, sorry, no interest is over with. You're fucked because that happened to a good friend of mine. He still had, he still owed a bunch of money on the couches we bought. And he was, he was paying like the minimum and the interest is eating up like 70% of it. Mm-hmm. So it, he finally said, fuck it. He called the company. He's like, I need to get out of this, uh, what is the least, what is the, what is, what is the max that you guys will take the least that you guys would take to consider this debt paid off? And I, well, uh, you know, whatever. And then he told me and I let him borrow it and he paid it and it was the end of the day, you know? And then I was like, I
1: wonder wonder like how they, how does the business operate on that? If, if, you're like, okay, no payments for is it literally four years?
4: No, I'm sorry, it's no interest for four years, I believe. Not no no payments. Okay, I was
1: gonna say, how did they how are they able to establish that
4: model? Right, because and now cars now cars are also <laughs> uh they you can defer like your first six months payments. I heard it, I heard it on the ad the other day on the radio.
1: They're just tacking on more interest onto it or something I
4: guess and I was like man
1: <laughs> that, that, that just gets people upside down
4: on their car note yeah it's kind of also like how when the pandemic hit first started hitting and they froze people's mortgages and stuff like that a lot of people understood that they didn't have to pay that month no that that was going towards you're gonna it was gonna be added to the next month or the next month whatever it was and then you had to pay both months in the same month. Because our landlord called me and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, you know good news. You guys are going to have to pay until you guys can. And I was like, no, we're going to pay because I don't want to pay you for five months all in one month. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just go and we just keep on paying you the way we're paying you. I really appreciate the offer of you tr- uh, offering that to me. But fortunately, I don't have to take that offer right now. And mm-hmm. so... But like but a lot of people were under the impression that it, it you didn't have to pay it at all. They didn't they didn't realize it was deferred.
0: Thank you for the Raul Ramsey moment. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's true. <laughs> I mean, God damn, you went on a fucking tangent. Matt. It's true though.
4: People, <laughs> Jesus, Christ. people are getting fucked.
3: <laughs> I, listen, I listen
4: to the podcast now, so it better fucking be on there. That was good <laughs> shit. But this
1: is supposed to be a positive. Let's let's bring it back. Let's
0: bring it back. Oh god, damn it! Can I tell y'all something I learned, and then we'll probably end on this because it's almost midnight. Um, so I was watching some. I can't remember where I was watching, but they were talking about how Red Bull got started, and you know it's a German company, and like it doesn't really taste very good. They didn't really have any marketing money to you know put the big campaign out there. So the people in the marketing department came up with an idea of taking a bunch of empty Red Bull cans and putting them in dumpsters and trash cans everywhere. So people would be like, oh, wow, people are really drinking this shit. Wow. And then that's how they got popular because of the trash can marketing.
4: Holy fuck. I, I, I read that. I think it's one family that owns Red Bull. Really? Yeah.
0: Is that the kid? Didn't their kid kill somebody? Yeah. Or and like nothing time?
4: happened. And yeah. they were like, well, uh, and they're like, what? It's the Red Bull heir to the throne. What did you expect was going to happen? Honestly, it's kind of like also how you guys remember when you guys know who Blade Runner is? The South African, oh, yeah, the yeah, guy, yeah. the pair, uh, guy with no legs, the Blade the, the Runner, mm-hmm. um, when he killed his girlfriend or wife, everyone's like, oh, he's going to go to jail forever. Like, no, I don't, I don't think he is, man. He's, his family is extremely wealthy and, he, and I don't think he ended up going to jail very long. I could be wrong though. I don't, I know this story uh he thought supposedly
0: that the girlfriend was breaking in he thought she was like an intruder and he shot what well, did he shoot through the door or something Someone like, like yeah. that yeah and she oh, died
1: it was an accident
0: well they think he did it on purpose oh. or he knew that it was her
4: or something yeah.
1: oh i see
4: yeah i don't know but rebel yeah, so they, they sell they, so much fucking Red Bull, it's and they've crazy. only been around like ten years. Uh, yeah, it's, they it's, been that long. It's, it's longer than that because when they first hit the market, when I worked at One Fight Two, Red Bull first came to America.
0: Well, like, well, in the last fifteen, years. So yeah,
4: 15, 16 years, yeah. yeah, and it just fucking exploded because now the big thing was they they started putting Red Bull vodka, and that that took off bigger than anything else that ever has so far besides Mick Ultra. But and then they started coming up with generic Red Bull, like that roaring lion shit that was on the gun, oh, remember? Yeah, yeah. At uh, at at places. But people were like that's not Ripple vodka. That's not our ja- that's not a uh uh Jaeger shot. I'm not Jaeger what is it called? When you put Red Bull the show Jaeger vodka. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a Jaeger bomb. They're like, what are you talking about? And, and so then Red Bull ended up suing the fuck out of this company. And, of course, the company went under because they couldn't afford – because the company's act, the angle was pretend it's Red Bull. Huh. So.
1: It was a mock.
4: Yeah. And a lot of the clubs that we used to go together when, we're, when you were young and – I was fairly 60. No, no, no. <laughs> well, she was like, she was probably like, she was, this was in college for her. Uh. Um, we used to take Jaeger bottles after they were empty and save them. Right. And we would put, uh, it's a, it's a liquor called party shot. So a case of Jaeger was like 600 bucks. A case of party shots was 200 bucks. The six bottles. We used to fill up the Jaeger bottles back up with party shot. And nobody knew the difference. And they were charging $8 for the Jager bar, for the Jager. And nobody knew the difference. And all the bars, well, I don't know all, but I know of four that were doing it for a fact because I was a part of three of them. It just sounds like you're just surrounded by a bunch of scumbags. <laughs> and,
0: and yeah. What like but, but, how you fuck the customer, you're okay with that.
4: But the thing is, the thing is,
1: that's
4: a natural salesman. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm really fucking good. But yeah, I was like, and I didn't think it. Ta- and I was like, they're like, it tastes the same. And they, and I drank one. I was like, holy fuck! It. it
0: so it's it, non-alcoholic, or it does have alcohol? No, it's on
4: it. it's called Party Shot. It's a, it's like a rotten, a rock off, um, a knockoff, off, knockoff of uh, Jaeger. Oh, okay. And it tasted just like it. I was like, oh, ain't nobody gonna fucking know the difference because I think when some of the uh, companies started picking it up. They started pushing it as, look, you can save this much money if you buy this instead of Jaeger, mm. right? And they were like, oh, we'll try it. Well, let me try it. Let me try some. So then the salesman started bringing the bottles around and letting the, comp- the bosses try it and shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll take five cases. And then boom, it just fucking took off.
0: Because I guess it's like the whole thing. Like people will order a vodka Red Bull or a Jack and Coke. But sometimes like you'll go to a bar and they have like Pepsi. Yeah, you know, it's like people are associate with the name, not really the actual drink.
4: And you know, like when you some people order, like, oh, is is um, did you want well te- tequila? Oh Yeah, as long as it's not silver. I mean, all oh, gold, I find. And you know, sometimes the well is good, sometimes the well is not. But how many? How many? I can't tell the difference whether it's premium vodka I'm drinking or you know McCormick's vodka. I can't I tell. I think the
0: only thing you can tell is the day after. Cause well, shitty vodka, yeah. <laughs> can, you can definitely tell. Like, yeah. what is that one, um, Barnetts? Oh, yeah, that comes oh, with the plastic dollars,
4: yeah, a half gallon. But like, you, you know, know
1: like, at the Monroe House, and even before that, that's we used to get flavored Barnetts and put it and uh our water bottles and take them into the club with us nice
4: oh, and
1: then we just order ice waters and then pour our vodka into our ice water
4: <laughs> that's so fun one of my friends they were trying to sneak some liquor in the other day at a club we went to and she got caught i'm not gonna say who it is but it was so funny we're like hey we gotta go i was like what's, what, what's up uh the guy going to go and then they told me outside what happened i was like that's so fucking funny I was uh, how like, did
1: you how did she get caught?
4: I guess she just had it too high up in her purse, you know? I think they were checking purses. Yeah. So, like, when they're checking. So, I was like, why don't you just stick it in, like, your, in like by your, like, your like your stomach in between your thigh or something? Like, Michelle, it teaches people how to do it, man.
1: Well, we used to just, like, well, we took, See? like, a water bottle. We'd put it, like, in the inside liner of the purse. It
3: mm.
2: cut
1: cut the inside liner of the purse but a
3: lot of places we went to didn't check our purses so
0: it didn't matter yeah um yeah they were checking stuff at this place i don't know why they were doing it the
4: best is like how people think they're sneaking the shit in and we just like and we were all laughing like i mean it's like those girls really think we didn't know what they just did like you know it was it's like fuck it man they'll get drunk who cares and then like um when you're leaving the club and you and you got your drink and you think you're hiding it in between your, your shoulder and, you know, your armpit, you like I was like, I mean, at least just trying, you know, so I was like, fuck it, let's let him go, man. Like, who cares?
1: Why do you need to leave the place with your drink? Just finish it or don't.
4: You know, how people, people used to always try to leave with their, like, beers and shit like that. Well, I remember vividly, people Those used to. Those are called try- alcoholics. I mean, it's like it's, and the beer has like maybe like this much left in it. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then they and they will just throw it on the ground, and they're walking outside on Holland, and then, and then you got a bunch of broken glass everywhere. I'm like, I'm not cleaning that up.
1: Here's what we need to tell those people: real growth starts when you're tired of your own shit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
0: that's a callback. <laughs> Raúl, what is your advice for people today? Oh man. Uh, uh. Um, I don't have any. Michelle, do you have advice for people today?
1: Today? I need to be more prepared. I know you're going to ask this question every time now, I guess. I,
4: I, I know it's coming and I just never have a response.
1: Um, I think, um, take time to to do things that bring you joy. Um, especially right now, if you're stressed out because of the state of the world or the United States or the election or in COVID or, you know, the social injustice issues, um, take time to do things that bring you joy to help alleviate any of those anxieties um, or stressors because it's important for your for your mental health to, to keep you alive
4: Damn, that's good. I like that. I do have advice. Okay, let's hear it. Mine's like a sentence. It's not deep, like not good or deep, like Michelle's was. Mine is shoot your shot. What's the <laughs> worst that's going to happen? That's my advice.
1: Uh,
0: is, that, is that Michael Jordan? I think it's it. What is it? 100% you miss 100%, 100% shot of shots you don't, you don't take. take yeah. I think
4: it's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I, everyone thinks it's Michael Jordan because I think maybe Michael Jordan also said it like you know like and we just assume, assume it was Michael Jordan but I think it was Wayne Gretzky but yeah um,
1: shoot your shot shoot, I like that
4: shoot your shot um, what's going to happen is
0: are you going to get a yes or a no that's right the worst thing they can say is no
4: that's right and the best thing they can say is yes
0: yeah I like that uh, I want to read uh, I posted this the other day it says uh We all eat lies when our hearts are hungry.
4: Is that kind of like we want to be, we will listen to someone's bullshit and just because we want to feel love from them or something?
0: Yeah, you'll believe anything you want to believe if somebody's feeding you some shit. Right. You know, sometimes you got to take it out the pretty package and actually see what's the actual message. Because somebody can deliver you something in a shiny bow and all this other stuff, but it's toxic. So just because, you know, like if you, you, you love somebody, like sometimes we'll stay with people because we think we need to, cause of time and they're just not healthy for us. And if you take away that and and realize that, you know, what is really good for you, what's really good for your heart or your soul, you know, that's what you need to, that's what you need to feed off of. I like that. It was good. Um, let we'll to do it again. Yep,
1: you're going. You're going um, out of town soon,
0: huh? Yeah, I leave on the 18th, so I'll be gone till December. And,
2: nice. Uh, what
1: well, are you gonna I do while he's away, Ro?
0: I don't really know. <laughs> Nick's gonna be gone. Nick's gonna, yeah, Nick's gone. gonna
4: be gone. <laughs> like it's those memes with uh, from the guy that played Pablo Escobar in <laughs> Nacos, the show <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> My, my, when your only two friends are busy, like what the fuck are you going to do? Like, I don't know. I'll probably just fucking spend a lot of time, um, uh, working out more than likely. Yeah. I'll probably do like, Oh, you're doing that fitness fitness challenge. Oh yeah. So I signed up for, um, uh, the, the diesel com fitness, fitness channel, fitness channel, channels, challenge, <laughs> challenge man, challenge.
0: Um, uh, what say what it is, Sony? It's a six week challenge. You okay. know, remember Nathan Edwards? Yeah, he's friends with Ben.
4: So um, Nathan is part owners of a company called Diesel Physique, and okay. Diesel is the, the is the bodybuilder guy's name. It's him. uh It's Nathan Diesel, and he's uh, Diesel's wife. I'm not sure what her name is, and they do this six week challenge thing, and it's sixty nine dollars. And you get at six weeks, you get five meal plans. to Choose from it changes each week. The meal plan changes each week and you get, um, at home workouts with or without weights or at gym workouts. Huh. And it's for six weeks. You just take before pictures. And then you obviously take after pictures. Um, I'm not sure if you upload them to anywhere. and I'm not sure if there's like a winner, but the winner, everyone is a winner. If they actually do it. Right. Um, but um for for sixty nine dollars you really can't beat it because of how cheap that is because if you get a personal trainer that's worth a shit, it's gonna be $150 for the hour. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's great. And if you sign up with more than one person at a time, it it gets cheaper. So there's wow. different tiers, like you and a friend ends up being like fifty five dollars a person only. And if it's you and two friends, it's like fifty dollars. So I don't. know. It's just something different and something to do. Yeah, Nathan and his wife results are insane. Nathan's jacked as fuck. Like I look saw his photos on there, and he's just he's big as fuck. On. But um, I'm doing that, and that starts Monday next Monday. Nice. Um. Yeah, because you get he'll they'll send out the meal plans and stuff on Friday.
0: So did you tell them? Obviously, you're vegetarian. Well, I
4: asked Nathan that off of our text. is Like, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't see a, a thing of like that. she's like, oh no, no, one of the meal plans is vegetarian. So then, so then next week I'll choose the other vegetarian one, but it'll be different things, you know. And then like, so each each week the meal plans change. So may, maybe one meal plan is a keto for the seven days, and then the next week it'll be keto again, but it, the, the food will probably be different. Yeah. Right. But, um. I'm doing that. And then I'm in this fitness. I mean, I'm in this walking challenge for some, uh, Germantown thing, uh, city of Germantown thing with, uh, five other people, four other people. And, um, me and Kelly are, um, overachievers when it comes to this. And I walked so I could make up my mileage because I lost, forgot my Fitbit on Thursday I made it up yesterday I ended up walking 17 miles yesterday wow um, and um, so I think I made it up so for the for the week I ended up walking like 72, 72 miles Wow that's good that's and awesome. the week before when I was just normally working walk, walking for work and stuff like that you know it was like 34 miles damn so each one of us has to put in a hundred miles at least for for over the five week period. And I'm already at 70. So yeah, well. after this week, I'll be technically done. But I know we're going to be carrying other people, which is fine. Me and Kelly are going to be carrying people. But now my friend Leanne, she's she's kicking ass too now, though. So I don't know if we're going to be carrying anybody. I think, we could, I think we're probably going to be one of the highest um, teams. So if the, the, like the five highest teams get entered in a raffle and you can win, win shit, which is cool. So we'll see.
1: Nice. Well, if anything,
4: the the win is your health, right? Right, one hundred percent. And I'm kind of looking forward to this Diesel physique thing because I've never really done a contest like this where you like take it before and then everyone sees your pictures and shit. I guess, but um, uh, You're gonna
1: be
4: shredded. Oh, not in six weeks, but probably in like oh, shirtless summer's coming. <laughs> shirtless <laughs> summer is coming. <laughs> Uh, it's coming, yeah. So, uh, what is wh- when does pool season start? Like, like when lake season starts in May? Labor Day weekend. Le- right? no, no Memorial, Memorial Day, Day weekend, weekend, weekend right? Yeah. So May is eight months away, right? So no, yeah. so we got we got November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Seven months away because it's last weekend in May. Uh, May seven months is gonna be shirtless summer officially starts. And I told Tony yesterday, you better get used to it. i ain't never gonna have no shirt on. <laughs> He already walks around on one mile. I usually walk around with no shirt on in the house, but you know, there's like maybe two people outside my mom and my dad that have seen me without a shirt on in the past
1: like I don't
4: even know how long. <laughs> okay. Like, so. So when you're
0: fucking, do you leave your shirt on? No, 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 no. I,
1: take, I take it off.
4: Your shirt and socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's usually, like, you know, up, like. I'll start making out, and then, like, and, and, and then, you know, they, they take your shirt off for you, and then they're like kissing on you. And then, Are you the woman in this scenario? No, like, I don't
0: know. Who's like, taking the man's man. clothes off? I don't know. Maybe Is this me bullying you?
4: Yes. <laughs> no, but, um, and so, like, you know, so that happens, and then, but, yeah, shirtless summer, 2021, seven months away.
0: You are it here first, folks.
4: You are it here first. I'm proud of you. It's going to be really obnoxious. Dude, because I am gonna be just like those people I fucking hate. Like, why is that guy shirt off all the time? Like, put a shirt on. Like, we get it. But if you buff, we get you're it. Be
0: like J.R. Smith every time he wins a championship.
4: Yeah, um, it's I am gonna do the whole summer.
0: <laughs> the whole summer,
4: I am probably gonna get, get off and Budweiser, take your shirt off. Yeah, as soon as I get off, I am gonna wear a tank top while I work. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, but uh, no, um, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good.
0: Watch out, ladies! Shirtless summer coming soon.
1: I'm proud of you.
2: Thank you. All right. uh, We love love you lots. Bye. Bye. Bye.